We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man Andreas Hale in the building. Looking good. Another new pair of kicks on the desk. Look at this. Air Maxes again. 95s and with the Our Heroes Rock socks on. Yes. I Listen, I, got, I, I got, love the movement. I got a pair for you. Out here, Rock. I got a whole bunch of them. Listen, shout out to Big E. We had a great time this weekend, which we'll talk about to open the show. You know, me. On the other hand, here, bang, throw it up on the desk, black DCs. As always, I rock the same kicks every day. You will see these same sneakers for the next three years because I don't buy kicks. Don't, don't question. Listen, my wife got a new pair of heels last week. Well, it's boot season. I lie. She got a new pair of boots with, with heels on them, you know, knee-high joints. They look super dope. Um, no more sandals. I got to buy her a couple more pair of heels. And that's it. That's what I spent my money on. Why don't you buy yourself footwear? For what? I rocked the same sneakers for three years straight. Why? Don't These you are like... comfy. No, they're not. They are. They, they're super comfy. No, they're not. I rocked them the entire night of Fury Wilder 3. I never had a foot ache. Everything. Like, wait, wait, wait. I felt like I was walking on clouds the what? entire night. Do you buy clothes? No, I don't buy clothes. What the, what's wrong with you? I, I lie. I buy clothes. The last time I bought clothes was from Las Vegas Fight Shop out here. That's not clothes. No, I don't, I don't buy clothes. What, what? For what? I get every... I rock merch. Gang, gang. Um, I wear merch from this show. That's Anything sent to me for free, I will wear. If anyone out there listening or watching wants to send me something for free, I got you. I will wear it on air, but I don't buy anything. I haven't bought, like, let's be honest. Let's be real. I, I bought three polos from Express a year and a half ago before the pandemic because I thought I had to cover events. So I bought three and a half, three and a half yeah, four, four polos from Express a year and a half ago. And then before then, I hadn't bought clothes in four years. I rock the same things I've always had unless it is free. I don't, 
I haven't shopped for myself in terms of clothing. Yo, I, 10th grade, 10th grade maybe, maybe. I've rocked high school football gear throughout when I played. I rocked college football gear when I played there. I started coaching high school football. I rocked that. Um, every, everything was free. I don't buy clothes. Right? Like all my wrestling t-shirts, all that, that was from the fight shop. I, I, I don't buy anything. UFC sends me gear. ESPN sends me gear. Like I, I, I don't buy or spend my money on clothes. I spend my money to make sure my wife looks dope. Why don't and you want to look dope? I don't understand for what? this. I got a wife. What do I need Yo, to look dope for? I have a wife. Like, I, I won. That's it. It's like playing Candyland. I'm at the end of the game. What do I got to do? This is Monopoly, baby. I pass Broadway. Like, I, I pass Go. I collect my $200. What do I need to buy clothes for? Who am I impressing? Yourself. For one, I mean, I like to look nice, right? Like, that's just You look thing. great. Thank you. Yeah, but I do it for me. I like fresh things. I buy clothes. I go to fights. I look good. You do look good at the fights. Spend money on yourself. No, I, I wear my ESPN polo to fights. Come on, which I got man, for you're free. An, sir. Wear, you're an adult. You're yes. An, you're an yes. adult. You are a grown <laughs> man with kids that you're gonna embarrass. No, you? my kids buy clothes. They they take also a lot of my money. Anyone out there who has three kids will understand where my money no, goes they won't. to. No, they yeah, won't. I have three teenagers. Yo, yes, they there's, understand. There is four if you include my stepdaughter, listen, who I pour a great amount of money into. Buy so yes, I have a lot of kids. Nice things. Why are you so against this? Now I feel like you're trolling I'm, at this point. I'm I'm not trolling. You I'm, have to be. I'm who doesn't buy clothes it. in four years? Me? You grow For what? Oh my God. I'm. They give me clothes when I go to cover events for ESPN. If they give me clothes, like legit merchandise to wear to these events, why would I spend money on clothes? To look nice. Buy you some nice no, clothes. No, I look how I look. Look, no, everybody's no. watching. I look how I look. That's not I'm nice. Go I'm going to look. Everybody in the hallway. What's up, everybody out there? I look how I look. Buy clothes. At this point, the clothes aren't going to do much for so, me. So we have people walking by, right? Correct. They got nice clothes on. They wear nice kicks. No, they do. They do. They, look, they look, look my man great right outside. here, he's got nice kicks on. He, he, he does. wants to look nice. Yeah. No, those are dope. They it's color it. coordinated. Nice polo. Look. Yeah, look. polo, everything. Yeah. I Why don't you do that for yourself? Because I don't need to. Yes, you do. If, look, if you want to impress somebody, impress me. I'm your co-host. <laughs> Stop embarrassing me. No, okay? you, you carry us in that regard. You, no, 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 you I don't want to carry. Impress no, 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 everyone no, for the no, bulk no. of us. I have, look, look, when I go and introduce you, I don't yeah. want to introduce my man who hasn't bought any new clothes in four years. <laughs> Buy you some clothes, get some fresh kicks. We can, like, I can, I can show you off. <laughs> we, were, we were hanging out Big E, WWE champion, this past weekend. We went out to brunch. To, to be fair, I met you guys at brunch. We, it wasn't brunch. I it can't drink, no, so it's breakfast. Drink. If so there's no breakfast. liquor involved, it's just <laughs> breakfast. Okay, so we went out to breakfast. Big E went to pay the bill. WWE champion. Damn right he's paying the bill. He, he puts his wallet on the table. <laughs> this wallet is 137 years old. It looks like it's Indiana Jones' wallet. Yeah, it was about it, his wallet. Yeah, this was found in the Temple of Doom. Yeah. Like, this wallet is brown leather and just creased in every direction you can find. It is the worst wallet in the existence of human man. I, I, told, I told him, I said, I promise you got a blockbuster card there. Oh, 
<laughs> I, I promise you, you got a Blockbuster yeah, video card. It goes, it goes deep. He got some from 1990 in this wallet. It is horrible. But again, I appreciate why he has this wallet. Yeah, but see, but here's the thing. If wait, wait, someone wait. doesn't send him a free wallet, yeah, why change? But the wallet stays in your pocket. I ain't got to see his wallet unless he pulls it out. True. You come out in public and then be like, I ain't buying no clothes. Just buy you. If, why do you I buy know. your wife clothes? Because she likes new things. She likes clothes. She looks great in these clothes. So when we go out and we step out together, it's like, nah, she's like super fly. She's dope. She feels great. And I like when she feels great. Do you know, I don't care what I'm wearing. I feel magnificent whenever I step out. Um, this, is this, this is the difference. This is also when, depressing. When I go out somewhere, when I go to cover an event, when we are together and we, when we're doing the show, whenever we're doing anything, y'all are going to get these all black on black DCs. Why don't you because I feel up? great Why can't when you? wearing this. You just gonna wear them till they get a hole in them? Oh yeah, wear it up. What? Like I'm, I'm treating these like skater sneakers. Like until the soles are gone, until I kick flip my last kick flip, this is it. Like, like I'm, right. I'm wearing these until there is no more DC label on these kicks. Look, look at all these nice sneakers walking by. Oh, there's there's a ton. Nice look look at old boy. Look how white his soles are. Yeah, don't you want that? No, I I don't care. Like my my kicks look, are black on black nice for a reason. Everyone dope. does because black on black doesn't get doesn't get too oh, you, bad. You can't wear black. Okay, listen, man. I'm gonna wear the I've, same sneakers for four years. I've had, I, I promise you this. We're bro. gonna move on, but I, I have these Air Max on, right? I've had them since. They look great with this, and I've had them since 2012. Okay, how many times you worn? Hmm. Maybe 20 times? 20 times? I've worn these sneakers, and I bought them a month ago 20 times. That's absurd. And <laughs> I've worn, I've I worn can't them take every day. It. Yo, I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> this is the boxing show. We're talking Wilder Fury. We're talking all this that. Is, I, I this want... is a part of that, because I've worn these every day during Wilder Fury week. Man, listen. Um, and, and they are super comfy. Uh, your wife, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start threatening her to buy you clothes. <laughs> Like you can't. She try. I, I honest. I promise I'm everyone sure she listening. Does. No, no, no. My no. wife tries to buy me clothes. She tries to buy me sneakers. She tries to increase my wardrobe. She, she tries to. Uh, the the next thing, honestly, the next thing is suits. But I, I don't want like a nice like. You can't wear them DCs suits. with no suits, bro. No. Well, listen. I just saw Big E wear a sweater with no shirt under. With sweats. Yeah, but I can do whatever I want if I want to be champion in the world, baby. But you're not the champ. No, I'm not the champ. But <laughs> I, I'm, I'm telling you this. I, I, I'm i going to invest in like a suit. I don't even have dress a shoes suit? now. A suit? You need several suits. I, okay, I'm going to invest in several suits. Oh, man. I, I noticed this week I don't even own a belt. Hey. So like my, my jeans are getting real loose. We really so I got to buy a belt. Where I for the straight guy for you. Like we yeah, like we need, we've you need a, we need like a complete makeover show just for you. Yeah, I, I, there's many would, things would I do don't it? own. I, yeah, sure. I don't. I, is it free? <laughs> like, like, if I have to buy it, maybe not. But if it if it is free, I'll, I'll, listen, I'll take anything that is free. So we've had listeners who was like, "Yo, I'm gonna buy you a pair of kicks." Sure, but buy me a pair of kicks I like. Someone on uh, Twitter the you other like day. Anything, you like anything. You're wearing DCs. You're, you're like Mikey. He likes it. You like anything. <laughs> buy this man just any. Somebody. Anybody walking out, out here that's listening to the show. 
buy him. Look, get some New Balances. Get some whatever. It don't matter. New Balances don't work with my feet. I got a wide foot. Oh, Hence the DCs. I'm so, I'm so. Fat tongue DCs work. Um, I'll take Nike SBs. I'll take uh, Osiris, which was the stop record. with the skater shoes. No, they they you're not kick well. flipping anywhere. Okay, there's no there's no skateboarding happening. I feel I feel like you're being very judgmental right now. I am. They they look very good on me. No, they are efficient. No. I could wear them every day. Look at my man's. Oh, he he passed he passed a lobby, but look at the sandals. Those yes. are efficient. You I, let I, me know where you got those. I'm, I'm wearing those every single day. No, you will if not. I can get a pair of those. First of all, if you wear them every single day, you better get a pedicure. <laughs> I will get a pedicure. You put me up on that. I'll get a pedicure. So I will not get the couple massage that you and Big E got this weekend, <laughs> which you were talking about. But I will get a pedicure, and that will be fine. And I'll go toes out. I, I was talking about those, but I would probably rock them with socks, which is like oh egregious God. to many people. Um, but you know, calf high too. You have socks. to, you have to be trolling at this point. At, no, I'm not. At that's, a certain that's, point, that's my day to day. This life. is not day to day real. life. I learned something new about. You. We've been doing this show for what, six years now. Yes. And I learned years. something new about you, often. And now that I have to see you every day. Look at this. I put it on the table. These are calf high socks. Roll down. Do you understand that? And I only roll them down to show my uh, ankle tattoos. I've, I've had enough. So I have my Harry Potter tattoo, which I gotta roll them down so you can see that. I have uh, these uh, shorts that are above the knee, not because I love above the knee shorts, it's because I have my ESPN tattoo above the knee. So I got to show my tattoo. I got to get investment return oh. on these. So yes, you can see that in my shorts. Outside of that, I don't, I don't care about clothes. Listen, you're fly. You got, look at the joggers. They, they, cuff, they cuff the ankles with the socks out. That's a very cool shirt you got because it's like Halloween. It's Tokyo Chainsaw Mask. Kenny Omega. Oh, is it Kenny Omega? Yeah. Oh, dope. Best mount machine. Like I, I like that. For me, I wear whatever's free, and that's 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 okay. We balance each other. No, it's the yin and yang. No, you know the seesaw where like the big kids sit down, the other kids just up in the air. <laughs> yes. that's how we're doing this. <laughs> Can we move I, on? I don't. I don't know which angle I am. <laughs> that, so just you, pick one because yeah. it's, it's lopsided. Either, it ain't either, working either, out. Either way, it's all bad. But <laughs> this week, we yeah. Let's reel this. it back in because we I yeah. We opened this talk about this week and Wilder Fury week and the atmosphere and everything. Which this is a good way to start it because yes, I, I wore the same sneakers all week, <laughs> but <laughs> we get to the week. We had our show on Thursday. So we talked about early in the week. But we get to the fight itself. You know what didn't stop me from getting ringside, what didn't stop me from getting backstage, was my all-black DCs. I wore them the entire time. I had, I had a nice shirt on. I had some jeans on that were very nice. But I also have my all-black DCs. By the way, everyone listening, I don't own a pair of dress pants either. I don't own anything. This is how I roll, baby. This is how I roll. Yeah. Shout out! Shout out to Worldwide Leader who there, cuts the check. Yeah, there is even though I don't, I don't, I don't dress like an adult. I dress like a fourteen-year-old skater punk. We're gonna start a fund for you. <laughs> the listeners of this podcast, everybody listens to the. Yo, they tried. I, I swear no, to no, God, no, we someone had, asked me my sneaker size last week. Like they were yes. going to mail me a pair of sneakers. Yes, look, we're gonna start a GoFundMe <laughs> to get you a new. I order. don't need it. No, no, I don't care what you I'm don't I'm just think going you to need. buy look, 18 look. pairs of DC. No, 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 we're going to buy you. Not much I pay for these? I don't care. 
You want to guess? I don't know. I don't guess no. how much I paid. Thirteen dollars. No, they were sixty. They were very expensive. You're a liar. Um, they were. <laughs> you are a liar. They were sixty dollars. They were sixty dollars. Listen, were listen, listen. We're gonna start a GoFundMe, and then we're gonna buy your clothes. How much were your kicks? Let's just be honest. I got these on sale for one twenty. One twenty on yeah. sale. Yeah, oh, I'm not Air spending Max 120 dollars. Oh, come on, these are 97. They're, yeah, 120. Yeah, I'm not paying 100, 120 dollars for a pair of sneakers. That's ridiculous. But you'll buy your wife shoes that cost that much. Oh, I buy my wife shoes that cost 200. But again, what is wrong with you? This the best. The, they have heels. She got to be comfortable. They look dope. You need. There's a whole dope. different dynamic to them. Man, Elena loves you because I don't. Yeah. And I'm okay. Listen. I haven't done it. I was I'm, explaining this to someone the other day. I don't care if we got a number of time in this opening episode. I was explaining this to someone the other day. I haven't done dishes in six years. At all. Like, I, I haven't done a dish in my household. People stopped in the hallway. I haven't done a dish in my household in six years. I haven't done laundry in five. Like, not a wash, not a fold, not a nothing. Yo, start the clock in the divorce. Yo, if, oh I, my God. if I got to spend 200 on her shoes, I'm getting off light. <laughs> Yo, start easy, the clock. Easy this, money. Yo, you're not doing dishes or laundry? No, I, no, no I, haven't, I haven't done a dish. I haven't done one what, you cook, dish. Though. You cook. No, I do, I do cook. Okay. But I cook because, like, it, it's something I enjoy. So, like, chefing is, like, my, my side hobby. In your DCs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, um... I wear my slides, not Nike slides. I bought a pair of slides from Walmart when I was a senior in high school. When I was 17, I'm 33. So these are 16-year-old slides that I've, I've had these same slides for 16 you're years. The, you're a grown and I wear the same slides for 16 straight years. And I chef in these same slides. So yes, this is a 16 years. She'll tell you. If you hit my wife up on social media, she'll be like, yo, he's had these same ones for 16 years. Years. Yo, don't let me over your house. I'm trashing everything. No, 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 I'm, yo, I'm getting don't a, touch I'm the slides. A, you do whatever you want. The slides are 16 yo, years deep, you, and they're still you'll very You'll never pristine. see them joints again. No, they're pristine. They're not. They're absolutely not pristine. No, I wear them everywhere. There's all kinds of fungus. There's no. I wear them with socks. It doesn't matter. They're, they're 16 no years old. I don't have anything that's 16 years old. That I have I a wear daughter that's 16 year old. My slides. Does are your daughter older wear the same daughter. clothes that she wore 16 years ago? Because you probably not, because she was like uh, a, a size two T. I don't. I, yes, I don't, I don't understand these mechanics. Please, but I've had these up. slides the same time that I've had my daughter. She's 16 years old. These slides were from football camp the year before she was born. So yes, I had them in July. She was born in October. They are three months older than my daughter, who stopped by the studio today. I've had enough of this subject. <laughs> Again, this proves that buying. A million shoes, which you do on pandemic and get them Amazon to you. Mm -hmm. And uh, the clothes are completely irrelevant. No, that is not true. Uh, listeners, we're going to end this segment with this. Please chime in because I want to know if clothes are, are irrelevant. I, I'm clothed. I'm not sitting here next to you, um, you know, in the nude, in no. a la fresca. I mean, like, I'm not... I'm here. I'm, just, just answer. In, in clothes. Stop explaining yourself. I just want the listeners These to chime in. These are free clothes. I just want the listeners to chime in. Sure. You know, I want, I want to know because... My entire outfit today costs $60. And that is what I paid for these DCs. Um, my shorts were given to me by my grandfather in Puerto Rico. And they're like super dope above the new shorts. And then this shirt was given to me by my employer. You really, this segment will not end because you won't stop. No, I'm just telling you. Like $60... I don't want to talk about this anymore. It's my entire wardrobe. I, I'm, I, I'm your, your wardrobe is 
I'm tired. Substantially more. Yes, I'm, but I'm, I'm tired. I got to <laughs> move on. So we are in Las Vegas, obviously, Blue Wire Studios today, but we are walking around T-Mobile Arena for fight night, setting a mood here. I guess we got to start off with, we went, <laughs> this is going to be another, another tangent, I feel, coming on. So Big E comes into town on Friday. No, well, no, he uh, Thursday. Thursday. Yes, um, we talked about it on the last show. We ended the last show with this. Yes. How was the couple massage? Let's <laughs> let's let's be real. So you and Big E, WWE champion of the world, <laughs> um, decide after our last show, like yo, you know what? We're gonna go to MGM. We're gonna get a couple massage. Post it on social media. You guys take a Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito photo. <laughs> inside of the spa at the MGM. Yeah. I just need to know the quality of said massage. Okay, for, first and foremost, this was E's idea. He was trolling me at first. Allegedly. It was absolutely his idea. Cause okay. Because he, he, he says a lot of things, right? And I'm just like, he, I mean, he was like, yo, we got to catch up. I got to, obviously, for those who saw the fight, he did the intros. It was something that we had worked on. Two years ago, we did, we, we, I had him walk out Sean Porter. Now, he did the intros for Deontay Wilder and Tyce Fury. So he came out here to film those. He had to go to Iowa for uh, Big Noon. Yep. And, you know, he did his thing. People looked on social media. But he was here, and he's like, man, I don't get to see you that often because I'm traveling. Uh, how can we catch up? Now, the problem is he's the WWE champion of the world. He can't just stand in the middle, go to the bar, and hang out with me. You would think. Yeah, he can't do that. He'll try. Yeah, that's he'll what he try. Does. So he's like, I think, you know, the only time we can have some downtime and catch up and he was joking. He was like, at the spa and get a massage. And I was like, ha ha, very funny. He was like, we should get a couple's massage. And I was like, that's, and he was like, think about it. He was like, they comp me, the spa. He was like, they, you can get whatever you want. He was like, but the way that they're booked, it has to be a couple's massage. Yes. And I was like. Because it has to be for him. Yeah. So, and I was like. Correct. Hmm. I was like, all right, I guess I'll do this. He was like, hey, it's the works, right? He's like, you get whatever you want. So yeah, we went. <laughs> the game was like. <laughs> Chamomile tea, and you know, he, he's, he's funny, because he's just like, he's looking at the guy, he's like, it's not what you think. <laughs> this, but this is one of my, this listen, is one of my best friends in the whole world, <laughs> and I can't talk to him out there, so we're gonna do this. <laughs> so, you know, you get your, you get your flip-flops, you get your robe, he goes, like, I take a phone call, he goes back, and then, you know, the, and he was like, we need two female masseuses. Okay, right? I was gonna say, who yeah. Well, Who, and it, this, and is that masseur to you? I don't, I don't understand the correct pronunciation of this. Masseuse. Who, who masseuse you? Like who massage, massaged you? Yeah, okay. so, okay, so right. I, like, I've had massages. and it's, I've never had a massage. We, correct. Come on, man. You, you talk about it. Yes. So people say, well, you know, can't you get a man massage? It's, it's different, right? And it's not even, it's not even the, the, for you, for, it's like I don't feel weird about it. It's a different level of aggression. I feel like there's a Seinfeld episode about this where George gets massaged yes, by the it's guy. it's moving. And when we took yeah, it, yeah, it's moving. Yes, the Seinfeld yeah, episode. So, yes. uh, Biggie had the Seinfeld t-shirt yes. on. But yeah, there's definitely a Seinfeld episode that, about this. That was absolutely the inside joke. Yeah. And, but we, we, you know, we had two women. And he was like, okay. two female masseuses. And we, we went in and they were just like, hey, how you guys doing? And we were like, Same yeah. room? Yeah, same room. Okay, so and it was, was like a legit couple's massage, like, like yo, table. Yeah, this table. Yeah, I mean, okay. we, were, we were, you know, clothes. You know, it wasn't in here wilding out. You know, what I saying? mean, you guys had robes. The robes. We took the robes. We, we took a picture because we were like, yo, we didn't post this on social media. 
And he was like, I'm just going to put couples beside and see what people think. Now, obviously, people are going like, oh, oh yeah. they. Some people just wilding out. The other people are <laughs> like, yo, it's like this, we, we kicking it. So I got, we got the works. Uh, I'm still a little sore. Masseuse rubs some knots out. It was, I, got the, I mean, I got the works. And it was like, it was incredible. I, you know, I fell asleep. Anybody gets a massage, you know what I mean. You fall asleep, you get a massage. You fall asleep, men massage? It, it, yeah. If you're getting a good massage, because I got a scalp massage too. I like on the dome piece? Yeah, man. Listen, man, when they, they were like, you can get whatever you want. I looked at the menu and I was like, give it all to me. <laughs> I'm, take, I'm taking every massage that you got. And I'm sure that. The, How long does that take? It was, 50, it was a 50 minute massage. Okay. So I, I took it all. I was like, give me all the massages. You know, he's a pro wrestler, so he's got to get like the athlete's massage. And, you know, I was like, like super deep tissue, yeah. like, like an elbow. That. Elbows in the back. All yeah, that. yeah. But, you know, we were starting to talk, and I, <laughs> he goes, he was like, yeah, I'm, he was like, if you don't want to talk, I'm good, because I'm like, and I was like, yo, I'm going to sleep. Went to sleep, boom. Got my massage. I woke up because he had like an elbow in my back. I was like, yo, this hurts. Um, and then, yeah, it was 50 minute massage. It's good money. And we, we chopped it up. We, we, we drank some tea, caught up, talked about our heroes rock. We did some business. And boom, we was back. And as soon as we walked out, people were like, oh, Big E. And I'm just like, I was like, this is why we can't do anything in public. And you know him, <laughs> he just thinks he can walk anywhere. As oh, yeah, no. Nah, he and walks it, And he thinks, and it, anybody who's seen Big E, he's huge. He's not your average size. No, his chest is double the width of mine. Yeah, it's, it's absurd how big yeah. he is. And I'm like, how do you not think anybody knows who you are? And it doesn't matter. So, yeah. Did that. He went to sleep. I went, did some work. We flew to Iowa. And then uh, he did Big Noon for those who saw it. They chartered him a private jet, flew out here for the fight. <laughs> well, I'm glad you guys enjoyed that couples massage. Yeah, hey, like man. A 50, 50 minutes couples massage. It's not like I was looking at him. Is that was I, like, I, don't, I don't know what you do in this massage room. Like you never had a massage. Like you just like no. On the table. But I, I feel like like listen. There's not much distance between me and you in this studio, right? Like we're we're chilling. Yeah. We're right here. Yeah. If we're table to table, you're laying face down, and I gotta talk to you. to you. You don't have to. No, <laughs> I mean at a, at a point, if we're conversating, I'm looking over to you. Like I'm not no, like got, it's, it's a very uncomfortable situation. A, the, I, I remember the leak when. Uh, Andre went to a <laughs> massage with Carmigello, yeah. which was, and it was like it was it was very close. No, nah, we weren't that. They had the tables nice and spread apart and separated. Yeah, the only thing I mean, you know, if me and my wife got a massage, I'm theoretically we'd be somewhat close. No, nah, you don't have to be close to massage. The whole point is you're in the same room, but it's like you're not paying attention really what the other person is doing. There's nothing like sexual about it. No, I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm just, just saying there's nothing. I'm just like, saying it's very like. Intimate without being sex, like yeah, that's my brother. So it's like yeah, yo. like like we're we're mad close, like like we we are sharing. Yo, you see how we're close space. right now. You yeah, see, yeah. If they yeah. put a if if two masseuses came in right Correct. now and gave you a massage, yeah, would you be all right. Um, yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't want if I had to talk to you while getting rubbed down. You don't have to. Again. Then we're getting like we're getting into odd territory. How getting a massage? Yo, if we had a masseuse in the Blue Wire Studio right now. For every show, you'd have to watch me get a massage every show. I I feel uncomfortable. I, again, I'm a, I'm a, feel I'm also a I'm gonna friends, feel fantastic. I'm a Friends fan, and like uh, I know there's an episode where Monica gets a massage, and she like makes like very uh, odd noises. Yeah, no, no. And then it's that, just that like yo, weird. like be like I don't I don't I don't need to know what's going on during your massage, whatever. <laughs> oh, 
Is that Andre Ward? It is Andre. Hey, Andre Ward, walking by. Yo, Andre, what up? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, the, just the whole massage angle, like, me getting a massage, we, we can get adjacent rooms. Like, I, I get it. We, we, listen, you enjoy your stuff, I enjoy my stuff. But at the same time, like, you guys sharing an intimate moment. That's friendship building. So, yeah, it, it is. Heavyweight champion of the world. So I can not knock that at all. We get to the fight itself. I feel like you, you had a completely different day before the fight. Yeah. And then, you know, we link up at the fight itself. And T-Mobile Arena, best part always. Is Shake Shack. Shout out to Shake Shack. I didn't have any. And the vouchers. Um, I didn't eat. You didn't eat at all? No. You didn't use the voucher? No, I just came from the cabana at uh, Stadium Swim at the Circa. Ah. We, got a, we got a cabana, Sporting News Cabana. Yo, it's been a weird week for Sporting News. <laughs> so, like, we had our shareholders come out and we had our owners come out. So, I was at the Niners game last week. They had, did some at Omnia Nightclub. They had signage that says, Welcome Sporting News. Like, the whole club was Sporting News out. I missed it. Okay. Totally missed it. So when we, uh, everywhere we went, they had something for us. So they got a cabana at Stadium Swim. It's like five grand. And again, this is a week. I'm not drinking until the baby's born. Yeah, yeah. You're on your uh, yeah, they're sabbatical. Bring a, they'll bring a bottle. I'm watching UFC. I'm watching, I'm watching the Penn State Iowa game. I'm watching all the games. And I'm like, and I got to go to the fight. And meanwhile, like half our team is like, yeah, we'll go to the fight. And I'm like, yo, I got to actually go to work. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, you, you guys are just going to the fight. They all had, like, second row seats. Yep. Me, I'm sitting, you know, where we're sitting. I got to work. Yep. I got to work. So by the time I got to the fight, it was the Berlanga fight, and I just never got a moment to eat. But we had sliders. They had, they had lobster corn dogs, which feels like the biggest oxymoron ever. This, I, I'm corn. allergic to shellfish, but that sounds delicious. I'm just, but it's lobster corn dogs. You deep fry anything, it sounds pretty good. Like, I, you deep fry lobster. I, don't like, I wouldn't eat it. I'm just saying. But we had like more, we had slides. So by the time I got back, I didn't, yeah. Um, I just didn't need to eat. So I, I didn't get my Shake Shack this time. I missed out. You didn't eat at all? Nah. You just cold, like, no drinks, no eating, just went straight into work. Yeah, man, it was fight after fight. Because them fights went relatively oh, quick last you know. uh, No, I, I ended up going upstairs to the mezzanine level. I got, like, two random hot dogs because the Shake Shack line was dumb it deep. Was, I did go upstairs to look at that. Yeah. I saw the line. I was like, I can't finagle this because you're right. Like, the, the fights were coming fast and furious. So I got two hot dogs. Hot dogs weren't bad. So I was like, cool. I was yeah. able to at least eat something. I'll pass. But no, I really didn't eat like anything all day too. But I thought you would, like you being out and about and I had a busy day, man. You were in the scene. I, I had, a, if y'all saw, I had a busy day between the, you know, I, I help people get tickets. This whole the Biggie intro thing. I had my team there, and then I had to cover. The, I had to do my actual job, which was cover the fight. So when did you find out about Biggie and the entrances? Because I didn't find out until I saw the entrances on Fight Night. Really? It's okay. So, story goes like this. Because he is just chilling and he doesn't mention anything like that because no. he's just like a normalized dude. Doesn't think anything special. A little inside baseball, a little bit. Not too much because I can't. Yeah. Uh, Biggie wins the championship. Tyson Fury messages him. I'm talking to E. I'm trying to figure out how to get him to Vegas for this fight. He wants to go to the fight. Coincidentally, this just came out of the blue. Fury messages him. He's like, congratulations, champ. I fight on October 9th. 
you should come. He responds, I'm talking to Andreas about this, like Fury knows who the hell I am. <laughs> you might. Maybe. And uh, I hope we can make it happen. Uh, now, again, those who know, I got E to walk Sean Porter out. So I'm like, well, this kind of has to happen. You're the champ. It doesn't make any sense for you not to be at the fight. And I was like, but what can we do that's different? And he's like, maybe just walk him out. And I was like, ah, it kind of feels weird for you to just walk Tyson Fury out. And yeah, Deontay. doing it again. Yeah. yeah, so one thing led to another. I sent a few emails. He was on Vince and Nick Khan's head. And then it was just like, all right, this is approved. I guess ESPN said, okay, great. And Fox was involved as well. And then the, there was a script that was, that was written. I didn't have anything to do with that. That script that he read off of was incredible. Oh, amazing. Yeah, like he was just like, this is incredible. And he's, I mean, Big E is Big E on the mic. Like, so when you yeah. give him something that works for him, personally, I like the Deontay Wilder script even more than the Fury script. I, I thought they were gr both great. So they were like, all right, so you, we were waiting for his itinerary. He, uh, you know, he figured out when he was flying in. So they filmed yep. it on Thursday. Uh, and, uh, he didn't know exactly. He was like, I'm going to some, this after our massage. He was just like, <laughs> he was like, I'm going, he was like, I'm about to go record this. Uh, and he sent me stills and with the lighting. And I was like, yo, this looks dope. Now, he is the most humble person on the planet. Yeah. So he's like, you. I hope this, fine. Um, <laughs> he, you know, he's like, I'm ho I hope this is good. You know, I, it feels good though. He's, I saw the script. I saw the video on Friday. I saw it. No, I'm sorry. Saturday morning. Okay. Uh, while I was at the cabana, he's at Iowa doing. This is funny. If anybody watched Big Noon, he had the, just the overalls on. Yeah. And he would text me, and I was like, "Where are you keeping this phone?" <laughs> right? Because I was like, "This is getting weird." Like, because he would he would be on screen, he would do the ah and all that, and then he disappear, and then he text me, and he was like, "Oh, my flight leaves at this time," and I'm like, "Where's your phone?" The thing's back out there with Matt Lyon, and I'm like, "All right." But he had a handler handling his phone. Okay. And I was like, all right, man, this is a lot. But <laughs> the back pocket, sir. So I watched it. He hadn't watched it because it was too noisy. He's at the Iowa game for like a quarter. He has to get on his jet and fly to Vegas. And I watched it. And I was like, oh, this is good. Like, I was, this is really good. Both of these entrances are really good. And he's thinking the whole time, wow, man, I hope people pay attention. Oh, maybe people will be too busy looking at the fighters. Like, nah, this is good. This is good stuff. So, yeah, it got, it, they finished up the video Friday, uh, Saturday morning before the fight, and they knew they were doing both entrances. And uh, E got there at the Ajagba fight, which was terrible. Um, yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> so, the big question, two things happen. E shows up with Demetri Olor, who's a friend of mine, right? Correct. This is my Mark, doing. I want to be very BFF. clear about this. I want to be very <laughs> clear about this. This was my doing. Demetri is my friend. Yeah. He is my friend. They Saw are, him at the past fight. Yeah. They are not dating. Correct. I want to be very clear about this. They are not dating. They're two friends fight. of mine. Demetri had tickets. Yeah. He had two tickets. He was like, oh, Demetri, are you going to the fight? Because we met with Demetri. Me and some of our team met Demetri earlier in the week. And she had her tickets. And he had his tickets. But she had, she had, she had two tickets. It was just her. He had two tickets. It was just him. She was just, he was just like, oh, you might as well just sit with me. Yeah. And the moment he said it, I was like, oh, you're about to break the internet. Oh, yeah. I was like, because you're, you're definitely going to be on camera. Yep. There's going to be a camera hit for you. Because you're doing the entrances. You got Demetria Ovalor. If anybody's listening to the show that doesn't know who she is, look her up. Uh, you got Demetria Ovalor by, no, not even look her up. You've probably seen no, her yeah, now. You're probably asking questions. Correct. And uh, 
you're going to get a camera hit, and this is going to happen. So when we get to the fight, when they get to the fight, Coppinger, Mike Coppinger happens to be out there because, all right, those who don't know, the media section was blocked off from the seating on the other side of the arena. Yeah. So we had to take the long way around. But I have to get out. I was like, I need to go say what's up to him. My team's over there. They're not letting me through. Coppinger texts me. He's like, oh, I just ran into E. And uh, some, this girl, I think, I think you know her. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's Demetria. And he's like, I'm going to walk you guys, I'm going to walk through. And, like, they're giving us hell. They're, like, they're trying to call my cops an escort. <laughs> he's like, you know, cops are spaz. He's like, I'm not escorting anybody. So we walk over, and me, Demetria, and you're like, all right, let's take a pic. Commemorate the moment. Demetria takes a pic. Immediately, she's like, I'm going to put this on social media. And I was like, all right, here we go. Here we go. He posts his first. She posts hers. I didn't post yet. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm looking at my mentions. One side of my mentions says, that Ghostbuster shirt sweater is incredible. That, that sweater was incredible. Hey, hey. Fire. He had no shirt under. It had to be itchy. How could he? He can't wear a shirt under. He's no, too he, big. Yeah, he's too big. So that's that. In my mentions, like, the Ghostbuster shirt is incredible. On the other side of my mentions is just completely creepy men. Oh, yeah. Saying, like, I hope he gave her the big ending. Yeah, like, it was, <laughs> and it, my, my timeline is flooded. <laughs> Someone said they thought you were Ricochet, and I popped so Yo, hard. I, so I, was, thought, I was laughing my ass. I got mistaken for Ricochet in this picture. Yep. Uh, Keegan-Michael Peel. Yo, I saw that. I mean, not, not oh, Keegan-Michael Keegan Key. Key. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and it was just like, it was like all these, it, my, my mentions were engulfed in flames. Yeah. I got a few threats. Okay. For like, hey, get, out, get your hands off my lady. I ain't have my hands on her. Relax. That's not your lady. What's wrong with you people? So that picture, and then the, the camera hit, and Emilio Sparks. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Emilio. <laughs> Text me. He was like, oh, he's living the big life. Because I guess the, the, the camera hit is like E with a slick-ass grin on his face. And Demetrius like. I didn't even see it. Demetrius like, yo. And, and this is on the pay-per-view. Uh. And somebody screen grabbed it. And they was like, E is really living his best life. This man went from Big Noon, got on a private jet, <laughs> flew to Vegas for the biggest heavyweight fight of the year, which turned out to be, we'll talk about, one oh, of the best fights of the incredible. year. And then he sitting next to Demetri, gets the camp, and he's the champ. <laughs> All, and then he does the intros. All this stuff is happening at the same time. My mentions are in shambles. <laughs> I'm just a guy at this point. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Everybody's like, who's Y'all that? Y'all Yeah, who's this goof with these two? Like, <laughs> get out of the picture, sir. And I'm like, I'm just the conduit. I'm the one who put all this together. So that's how that picture happened. That's, and then that just, it's, my mentions are still in shambles, and it's been 24 hours. Listen, that's, Fury that's a good night. It, it was, a, <laughs> look, I will say it was a fantastic night. I, he probably had, and he, he says this now, probably the best, one of the best moments of his life. He's an Iowa alum. He got to do Big Noon. He, was, he got to do the intros for the biggest fight of the year. He's the champ. And the Demetrius thing doesn't hurt, right? No. Now everybody's speculating. So he had the crazy 24 hours. He and I'm sure the WWE is pleased. Wish them both the best. I wish, yeah. <laughs> those are my folks. <laughs> those are my folks. I love them to Shout death. Out to the it, yeah, but yeah, it was it was crazy. And if you didn't see the intros, WWE posted them. BT Sport posted them. Oh yeah, it's like everywhere. So um, I'm proud of my, that's my dog. I'm and we both had our, our heroes rock star. Like that was the thing. After we got done with all this, we're thinking me. You know, it's late at night. He's got to take a flight in the morning. I text him. I was like, yo, this tonight was crazy. Wilder Fury, you did the intros. You know, you did Big Noon. Like, and then he's like, yo, we're still making a cartoon. Yeah. Like, we are still making a cartoon. It's been a good year. More so, to go. Yeah, but. It's just the beginning. 
crazy, crazy stuff. Um, I mean, he's champion. He hasn't even defended a belt like once. He's about to defend against Drew McIntyre, yeah. Crown Jewel. Yeah, so it's, it's just one of those things like, yo, it's just the beginning. And people look at this and he's becoming a a star beyond pro wrestling. Yeah, like we he's crossing over, he's yeah. becoming a what we've said for a long time, a John Cena. Right? Yeah. Like he has all of the characteristics of being bigger than the sport. So being it, you know, the biggest fight, which we'll go in depth in here in a second, um, in a long time, it's just like it's fitting. Yeah. And we had a great time, though. We had a great time this weekend hanging out with him, hanging out with everyone else. The atmosphere around the fight, though, something we have to talk about before we hit this break. To me, it was it wasn't the urban loitering <laughs> we were like used to. Yeah. Um, the British fans, of course, because the travel ban couldn't come out right. like they usually would. But there was something special around this fight. Oh, there was some energy in, in T-Mobile Arena for this fight. It was late arriving. As always. Okay. What, when the British fans are here, it's not a rate, late arriving. No, they'll show up. And they'll, they'll be drunk at 2 p.m. <laughs> in the afternoon. They'll be standing they, outside the doors like, they, open, They open. in there. In yeah. there. So it was, it was different than when the Brits come out, the Irish come out, anything like that. But, and they're on like a whole time difference. It's like 7 p.m. for them. At like 2 p.m., they're like, yo, we on it. Yeah. So it, it was different than that. But when the fight starts, you know, the, the fight night picks up and we get to the pay-per-view card, the co-main, everything like that, there was an energy in the arena that it was almost a packed house. For all the talk that this wasn't the fight people wanted to see, Bro. they had no interest in seeing a third fight. They didn't care about Wilder Fury 3. They didn't... I got none of that sense as fight week rolled on. So here's what's crazy about that. This fight was supposed to happen in July, right? August. August, August or July? No, it was supposed to happen in June. June. Got postponed. Okay, COVID. And yes. COVID, and then he was supposed to fight uh, Joshua in August when they thought it was dead. Right. So that helped this fight. I thought so. Immensely. The reason why is if you look at this particular weekend – Joshua loses to Usyk a, yep. w- a week prior, and there's nothing else going on. The UFC is a nothing car with Mackenzie Dern headlining, yep. uh, a fight night, whatever. There's no other real major sport. The NBA season hasn't started yet. Yep. You got NFL games. It's, just, it's early in the season. College football, solid, but it's all early morning stuff. What am I going to do on Saturday night? Yep. I, when I went to the barber, all they were talking about was the fight. And ESPN did a fantastic job choosing when to pick their spots this time. And they went heavy at the end of the week. And that's how you do it. All the promos flooded at the end of the week. Because a lot of people say, well, where is the messaging? And my, and I think I said this before, promoting too early never helps because nobody buys a fight three weeks before. Nobody right. pre-orders a fight. Nope. What you do is you promote heavy, and the night of the fight, people are sitting at home going, hmm. What do I do? And, and just like anything else, it's a push of the button. Yep. And now you got a fight party, and people are coming through. But as those promos started rolling, you had promos during college football, you had promos during Big Noon, you had promos during SmackDown, you had promos during baseball. Like, you had promos for this fight everywhere. It was three days of a blitz between Fox and ESPN, a wave of promos saying, watch this fight. This is happening. 
and why you should watch the fight. I, I, I thought everything put together was really, really well done. Um, Mark Kriegel oh, had a piece. Very good. The, the 10 count piece that was, that was just fantastic in terms of building the fight and Fury getting up from the first fight and how it played into the second fight and why, you know, how many different situations could play out and just the history of trilogies yeah. and boxing and why they are so important. That ran on several platforms. The, the promo they put together was, was really dope. Um, shout out to Fox and ESPN allowing our social media spaces to put out our own promos um, in the second fight. And I'll be completely transparent. That wasn't the case. They're like, yo, this is what we give you. This is what you can use. This time they were like, no, you, you have the leeway to tell your own stories. The more we have, the better. Yeah. And I was like, this is how you promote a fight. Because it may not show up early, but you don't need it to. You need it to garner attention two, three days before. And people are like, oh, I didn't know that was happening. We need to watch this. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm about to buy this fight. And, and then on, on top of everything else, it's a heavyweight division. Like, if you look at the highlight package, it's not just boxing. You've seen people getting slammed in the face by giants. Yep. Fury 6'9", Wilder 6'7". These two guys are slinging hands. And like I always say, fighting is a universal language. And if I ain't got nothing to do on a Saturday night, after college football, especially Bama loses, right? Yep. Bama loses. Iowa comes back against Penn. And it's like, all right, well, what am I going to do now? Oklahoma. I mean, yeah, you had some crazy. And it's like, all right, I'm riding the high. Let me click this button and watch this fight. It's two heavyweight guys going at it. Why yep. not? Shout out to Top Rank, again, uh, partner with ESPN. The catalog is deep, especially for heavyweight fights. Yeah. So they used a ton of the Ali footage. Like, you, you, you bank on... Ali Frazier and that trilogy and everything, you'd be like, yo, this is the next of that. You, you bank on Foreman versus Holyfield. You bank on a lot of these bigger guys, smaller guys, man. You have all of this to your disposal. You used all of it. It was incredible. Everything for this promo was incredible. You felt it in the arena. You felt it. I mean, even the media was buzzing at this point because yep. the media didn't have a lot to cover. No. And, and MMA media just came from USC fight night. Yep. Pulled up to the, the fight. I mean, you had everybody you needed to be there. And then on top of that, you had Shaq, Wiz Khalifa. You had, I mean, celebrities were in the building oh, for this fight. So many. Nate Diaz. So many in the building. Um, Brandon Marshall, Michael Strahan, Mike Vick was there. Mike like, Vick was there? Mike Vick. He so, was with all the, so I got um, a list of the celebrities, right? And yep. one of the celebrities that was on the list was Lance Armstrong. I was like, what? And Lance Wolf, was there? And Wolfgang Puck. Listen, I wanted to go to the Wolfgang Puck. Like restaurant, low key, but uh, the line was wrapped around the corner, and I just couldn't. I couldn't I, it, brave the way. It was just a crazy list. Dame Lillard was there. Yep, uh, I saw Vince Vaughn, who, by the way, is like six foot five. Yeah, he could be a. Buck. This guy is a giant. Yeah, he's a big man. Yeah, so <laughs> I was like, "Yo, Vince Vaughn is the size of Tyson Fury. Like, what are we doing here?" Yeah, um, no, yeah, everyone was out there for this fight, and the atmosphere was huge, and the fight delivered. So it. Incredible weekend. Everything played out how it should have. Let's take our break. Let's come back and talk about the fight itself because we have so much to talk about with the heavyweight card, the entire Fury Wilder 3 card, and the heavyweight fight itself, which, in my opinion, is an instant classic. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this break. 
Hey everyone, it's Lindsay Rhodes, and I've got a new podcast, The NFL Road Show. Fun and kind of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games. We'll get you set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes, and we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to the NFL Roadshow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up, everybody? We're back from the break. Time to talk about the fight itself. So, Fury versus Wilder, pay-per-view card. You know what? The undercard, for as good as it looked on paper, was somewhat lackluster. I don't think so. Ajaba ruined the, the undercard. Ajaba the Berlanga fight wasn't what it was supposed to be either. I th- but I thought it was a, um, okay, we'll start with Berlanga. Yeah. Edgar Belanga wins a decision over Caceres, uh, gets knocked down. If yes. you would have told me that there was going to be a knockdown in this fight and it wasn't going to be by Belanga, I would have been like, you're lying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he gets knocked down by Caceres, wins He was n- never hurt, though. Uh, he got stung. He's on Caceres or Belanga never got hurt? Belanga was. Belanga got hurt. That, that, uh, he was on the ground. He was pounding his chest. Because he, he like, got oh. hurt. No, he swung way too wildly and walked into it. Okay. This is what we're going to talk about. Okay. He beat Caceres. He's supposed to fight in December, which is not going to happen. No. He shouldn't fight, even if he was healthy, because he injured his bicep, right? Yeah, uh, torn bicep, probably out seven months. Yeah. He needs some seasoning because Berlanga comes in this game, was it 16 first-round knockouts? In a row. Before he gets his first decision? Yep. And now he gets uh, Coceres. Two in a row. Two decisions in a row. Coceres has only been knocked out once in his career, but he hasn't really fought anybody. Who do you get knocked out by? Billy Joe Saunders. I mean, that's fighting somebody. But I'm just saying, that's the only person that he fought that was a, a recognizable name was Billy Joe Saunders, who couldn't knock out me or you. <laughs> and, and Saunders stops Coceres. Berlanga could not. They need to slow down with pushing Berlanga the way that they have. Okay. Because, more importantly, it's not that he doesn't have power, but as you watch this fight, he's trying to hit a home run for 12 rounds. Every time. And the reason why he got knocked down is he was trying to hit a home run. He overcommitted, got caught, and got put down. Yep. Now, if you face a fighter who's a little bit more seasoned in this division, he's going to get slept doing stuff like that. Yeah, he can't fight a Benavidez. <laughs> like, no, no, I mean, that's 68. But, I mean, if Saunders can stop Caceres. I think he is 68. Is, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, if, it's like, Benavidez, like. If, if Saunders can stop Caceres yeah. with just volume, you got to learn how to set up your punches better. Yep. His defense is his offense. He's a star in the making, but that hype train is going to get derailed real quick if they can't pull him back and teach him how to box better. Because yes. now it's evident. You can't knock everybody out. You yep. have power, but you're not setting it up anymore. And people are like, oh, he's got Triple G power. No, no, no it's different. Triple G's power was bludgeoning. Nobody liked yeah. to fight Triple G. The volume. Yeah. He, would keep, he knew and how he to set smart. up his punches. Yeah. He worked off the jab. He fired. He'd hurt you. Anybody that's fought Triple G says the same thing. It's like getting hit by a sledgehammer repeatedly. He doesn't have, like, tremendous one-punch knockout power, though he can knock you out. I think Berlanga is in the same mold, but he goes for the one-punch yeah. knockout instead of realizing that you can bludgeon people and be smart. Yeah, like, you, can't, you don't need to hit a home run, yep. right? Guys are too smart for that. Coceres was a good fighter, not a great fighter, 
But if you can't get him out of there, now you've gone to two decisions. Now you have to learn how to box. Yeah. This is a division where you're going to have to learn how to box. If you're going to fight at 60, 68, wherever you're going to be at, and you fight guys like Caleb Plant, uh, you mentioned Benavidez. If you're looking on, I mean, even if you mention Jaime Munguia and Gabe Rosado, right? Gabe Rosado will catch you if you are... If you are wild like he was. And ju- if we look just not too long ago, people were like, oh, I want to see Gabe Rosado versus Belanga. Right now, Gabe Rosado might beat the brakes off of Belanga because he's a little bit more settled in his approach to boxing. We saw Belanga just crack somebody and win in a one-punch knockout. Counter-punch. Yeah, Rosado, yes. Yeah, Rosado, so, because it was too wild. So, too but, wild. but I think now you got to pump the brakes. I think his team needs to work with him to teach him how to set up his power better. Uh, him getting knocked down is a problem. I don't care if he was hurt or not. You don't get like you got knocked down because you were careless. Yeah. And you need to plug the holes in your game, fix it. I'm glad he's not fighting in December. Because I don't think he's gonna refine his skill set in a couple months. This time he's gonna take off, sucks, he can't train for a while. He's gotta reset. The hype train slowed down. You're not the knockout artist that you were. You gotta learn how to box. Yeah. And that's exactly what's gonna happen. But he didn't fight a bad fight. He just No, the the power was still there. He was when he landed, like you know, he he hurt him, but it wasn't to the point where Caceres has a great chin. He's got he's got a pretty good chin, but it it doesn't matter if you you can't swing for a home run. Like you can't Joey Gallo it if you're not Joey Gallo. That's right? the key. Like Billy Joe Saunders was able to get him into positions where the fight was stopped. Right. Berlanga tried to go for the one punch knockout and never poured it on to put the referee or a corner in in a position to stop the fight. And that is the problem. Gotta he rocked him several times, but never followed up on when he rocked him. Yeah. He never put him in danger of having the fight stopped. No. He went for the highlight, flat on the mat, canvas, walk off, arms up. You're not going to get that in boxing every time. No. He got that for 16 straight fights, damn near. Sometimes the rest stepped in and helped you know, stop the fight. But you're not going to get that a lot. Your knockouts come with putting them in a bad position where they cannot defend and you force the ref to make a decision. He's, he's got some work to do. Yeah. Still showed an incredible chin. He showed, again, to me, his knockdown was he's leaning into it. The guy punched him. He's off balance. The swing took him to not catching his balance and falling down. He got hit. But the swing and his momentum carried him to the ground more than anything. Because yeah. he took a lot of punches during the fight that didn't form. You look at that, it reminds me of Canelo versus Triple G, where they got hit by punches that floor everyone else. They just shook it off and kept walking through it. And they were like, yo, I'm still going to be aggressive. If Berlanga has that trait, that chin, he doesn't. It'll serve him well. He doesn't have that chin. How do you know already? Because uh, he just got put down. Due to his momentum. Doesn't matter. In my opinion. How many times has Canelo and Triple G been put down? Zero. Uh, Triple G's never hit the ground? No. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, and Triple G's a lot older now. Oh, yeah. I mean, 38 years without and, being put down. Is... And he's been hit by a lot bigger punches. Oh. Daniel Can- Jacobs. Canelo hit him with a kitchen sink. Yeah. Daniel Jacobs, Canelo Alvarez. I mean, he ran over Gabe Rosado. You look at Canelo and everybody he's fought. He got buzzed against uh, Jose Miguel Cotto 
years ago when he was yeah. basically dehydrated fighting. But since then, he has been rocked. Berlanga doesn't have No, he got rocked against uh, Triple G, but... It wasn't even really rocked. Like, he was, never, he was never in danger. Like, Berlanga just got put down by somebody who's not a big puncher. Yeah. And if you t- face a big puncher and you make that same mistake... What can they do? Yeah. They'll, you'll, you'll yeah. go night Now, Triple G Canelo were both big punchers, and they heated each other with everything. Yeah. And they were just like, I just shake it off. No, it, Berlanga doesn't have that kind of chin. And you can't rely. He got, I don't know how you determine if you have that. You, he got put down. He got put, I'm just asking, like, how do you know when you have that type of chin? Like, I mean, you, see, you get hit by big punches, you walk through it, like, which we'll talk about in the main event. Tyson Fury has a chin. Insane. A tremendous chin. Titanium, damn near. Like it's but he gets put down. But I mean, he also how gets, often do you get put? Like, say, how, what what, what can got, you do? He just got hit by arguably the biggest puncher in heavyweight boxing history. That's fair. Like, but what, if you hit the ground, like Berlanga hit the ground, the other two didn't. But just because you hit the ground doesn't mean that you don't have an incredible titanium chin. He doesn't have an incredible titanium chin. He hit the ground and he was like, ah, oh, damn, my bad. I understand. I overswung, beat his chest, got up. He doesn't I'm have, not hurt. He doesn't have a Canelo chin. I, I, I have to wait until he gets hit by somebody of that magnitude to determine that he has that kind of chin. Okay. Him getting put down like this, eh. you don't know. I, I'm, so the verdict's still out. It, absolutely, because he hasn't he hasn't fought any big punchers yet. Lunell Bellows, that's not a big puncher. No. Right. The problem is he gets his he gets hit a lot. Yeah. If he's if he can pressure within the first three rounds, he does. If the fight goes longer than three, he gets hit considerably. Yeah, and you can't do that in this division yeah. where you have bigger punches. He still wins rounds. I don't think they're giving him fights. No, they're not giving him fights, but, like, Coceres was a tough opponent. Yeah. Right? It and was he, a great barometer. Yeah, and he won, but it wasn't, like, this big, impressive win. He didn't finish him. He never ha- – there was never a moment in that fight where you were, like – eight rounds to four. Yeah, but it was never a moment in that fight where you're, like, oh, he's going to get the finish. It just – it never materialized. No. And because of that, you have to pull the reins back a little bit and say, all right, maybe you aren't ready for the next big step, right? I think he fights Jaime Munguia right now. Jaime Munguia might put him out. That'll be the next big step. I don't think he fights him. No, he's not fighting Munguia anytime soon. No, like maybe not within the next two no, years. You have, Granted, the man's like 24. You have to pull Berlanga back. There's no rush. Yeah. That's, that's my point. There's no rush in pushing him to the moon. Give him a minute. Let him reset. Let him get with his camp. Let's plug these holes in the defense. Let's make sure we learn how to set up these punches better. Use your jab. Set up your power. And then we can move you forward. But if you move him forward too soon, his ego's going to get crushed. Yeah. We saw that in another fight. Uh, J-Rock, Julian Williams. Yeah. Where, granted, he had the time. The buzz built and everything. But when he fought that next echelon of fighter. Yeah, Charlo put him, put him out. Charlo put him out. He won a good fight. I didn't expect him to win against Hurd. Yeah. Get put out again by... Was, that was Jason Rosario, right? Yep, Rosario. And then that's it. Like, he, he doesn't look anywhere near the fighter that he was. Well, that we thought he, he was. was. Yeah. That's the thing. We thought... The same thing was. with Berlanga. We, we think... Thought, yeah. We think he is a certain caliber. But once that is taken from you, how do you respond? How do you bounce back? And J-Rock looks lost in the ring. Yeah, he's a, he's a decent fighter, right? It's this difference between future world champion to decent fighter. F.A. Ajagba? He was a champion. We, like, we look at F.A. Ajagba. When he first showed up on the scene, he was oh, blowing people out. Champ. And everybody said, oh, future world champ. 
fought Frank Sanchez, which we'll talk about in a minute. Stinker of a fight. Didn't set up anything. Lost that fight. Now you look at him and go, is he really that good? Yep. Nope, probably not. Same with Konaki. Like, we're going to go down the list. Like, this card, they, Konaki it exposed people. Yeah, it, it exposed a lot of guys. Unfortunately, yep. the only person who truly shined was Big Baby. Big Baby. Jared Anderson. Um, but that was so quick that it was tough. Like, I think Big Baby has the skills above the other two that you just mentioned to be some. I think Big Baby in the heavyweight division has shown defense. Showed enough offense, has shown the ability to have knockout power, but be patient at heavyweight. At heavyweight, patience is the key. Because a, a lot of people go in, just wait, bong, one knockout power, you're knocking out cab drops, 230, 240, 250 pounds. Here, Big Baby is like, oh, this guy's he knows how to box. Yeah. My man didn't pull his hands back in time when he threw a punch. Like, he left himself open. No, yeah. I, I mean, I've seen him against better opponents yeah. even than this fight. Yeah. Um, his, his last fight, by example, is way better opponent than this fight. This was definitely a showcase. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and he did what, what he had to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, I like Big Baby a lot. Um, going into the fight after. Like, Konaki, listen, listen. Konaki was supposed Konaki. to be... The guy, like the Polish crowd. Was Polish super, power, baby. Yeah, super, he got exposed by Hellenist the first fight. Yep. They run into this rematch, and Hellenist just beats the hell out of him again. Now, okay, I'm confused. What was the ruling? Because the, the fight ends. DQ, low blow, right? Well, they ruled it a TKO. I don't understand why. You work there. I need you to tell me what happened. Yeah, it's like I did. I don't, there, was well, low, listen, there were low it's blows. It's a Fox Productions. I, I, I don't understand. <laughs> like, don't blame this on me. Like, hey. They don't write my checks. But I, I will say that, to my knowledge, it was stopped due to the low blows, not due to the eye that was shut. That, that's the two ways it can go. If the eye is shut and he cannot continue and the doctor rules he cannot, then it is the TKO. It, this, it was a very weird stoppage. The stoppage, to my knowledge, came due to the low blows, him becoming desperate, which would then make it a DQ. Which sounded, that's what it looked like to me, right? That's what like, I thought it was. Hellenus was putting the paws on him. He, oh, like, yeah, he yeah. was beating the brakes off of Konaki. And the Polish crowd was like, oh, no, it's over. Yeah. And as the rounds progressed, you know, Konaki started hitting low. And then it looked like in that, which, what round was that? Sixth? Fifth? It went like a round longer than their first fight, which was four rounds. Yeah. And sixth round. Hennis looked like he was finishing the job. And then Konaki hit him low, and the ref pulled him apart because he already got docked a point, and he said, no mas. That's done. It's over. But when they ruled it, it looked like a DQ because he had a point taken away. They didn't take another point away. just went to the DQ. But then when they announced it, they said TKO, that he couldn't continue. Either way. Either way, he's taking L. Yeah, either way he took an L, he has to go back to the drawing board. But I don't think Konaki's ever going to be much of anything. He's a, he's a pretty good, above-average club fighter. Yeah. It's about as far as it goes. Uh, like, he's a good stepping stone. Yeah, I mean. He's not Andy Ruiz. No, the, not, and that's what a lot of people say. He's going to be the next Andy Ruiz. Like his hands no, aren't Andy that Ruiz fast. is a lot better. Yeah, and his hands aren't nearly as fast. No, no. He's not as quick. He's fun to watch. But he just got the brakes beating off of him. Andy Ruiz has lost one fight. Like, what if you were talking like? Hey. Andy Ruiz is now with, in my opinion, the best gym in the world. So I think they get more out of Andy Ruiz than anyone else. I mean, he got knocked down against Chris Ariello, but he 
basically pitched the shout out the rest of the fight, yeah. right? So you look at Ruiz. It's heavyweight boxing. Like if you hit, it the, happens. Well, talk if you hit the ground. Listen, man, it is what it is. It's expected, but yeah, Konaki's he's not that. Like, no, he's no, not no, that. He doesn't all. have that skill. No. So we we've gone through the first two fights, which is if you were in the building, you saw a great. Yeah, uh, Ajagbo was horribly boring. Tre- it was a treacherous fight. Sanchez. Yeah. And here's a funny story. So as this fight's going on, I think I tweeted, guys, this fight stinks. Yeah, you did. No, <laughs> you definitely did. Kelly Swanson from. Swanson PR comes over is like, Andreas, why did you treat that? I was like, <laughs> I was like guys, this fight stinks. He was like, we know it stinks, but please don't put us on blast. <laughs> and I was like, yo, I'm not, I'm not telling people not to buy the pay-per-view. This fight sucks. We, like, you picked the wrong fight for the co-main event. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, uh, you think Ajagba being a big puncher would have been a little bit more aggressive. On paper, it looked like the right fight. It looked like it, but Frank Sanchez is a guy who has a style that can take away your weapons if you're not willing to Human use them. Human boxing is undefeated when you let it be. It, it, it's not fun to watch. No, it can be a real stink. However, the, the controversy with this fight was the late knockdown where he, he, not, he hits a job but puts him on a knee and then obliterates him with a left hook. Now, while he's on a knee, which if a Jogba just stays down, there you go. A Jogba wins and he pulls the... Look, I'm not, look, I'm not saying like, he should have consciously stayed down. But I thought he got up way too fast. For somebody who got, I'm just saying, for somebody who got hit with an uppercut that was down on one knee, like a full, like, unload, I'm going to smoke you Mortal Kombat uppercut that you yeah. fall into the pit of spikes. Next, next level, they knock you up to, like, yeah. a whole different, like, yeah. To get hit by one of those things and then to shit. get up that quick, like, you're, you're clearly hurt. I don't yeah. understand why he got up. But then I was just like, ah, you should stay down and got the DQ. Because this fight is not going your way. No. Like, he should have pulled a, an Aljo. You just lay on your back and be like, ah, I'm out of here. Ah, <laughs> I'm finished. No, yeah, like, what? That was all the drama in that fight, because that fight sucked. Yeah, I mean, Frank Sanchez showed where he could be in a fight. How old is he listed as? I, I think he's listed at 26. That man is no younger than 42. <laughs> no, no, by no means. Frank, Frank Sanchez is my Theo Papo. Yo, I... Like, I <laughs> He has he has the he has the the linen shirt open, chest hair, yeah. receding hairline, gold necklace. Like we're we're taking me to the horse races like I'm seven years old again. Like Theo, Theo Papo was on it. That's Frank Sanchez. There's no way this man is 26 and it was By born no in 1974. There's just no, no way. No. Like these, I need I need to know the, how the Cuban birth certificates are done. Three cigars a day, baby. Like that's that, that's where he's at. It. You're like, how old do you want to be? Ah, okay. Yeah. Hey, Papa, I got you. Hey. I got you. <laughs> how old you want to be? 26. I know you're 72. Pow. He just half my family in Puerto Rico don't got birth certificates. We're just winging it. Just whatever age. So like, I can only imagine like Frank Sanchez. Like, listen, me. It's it's all good. It's all good. If you, if 26. You 26 is egregious, though. You see the man, like, you listen, know. Listen, my, my hairline, I listen, I, I, I sympathize with the hairline challenge people in the world. My hairline started going when I was, like, 31, 32. He's Granted, 26. I got, I got old kids. He's 26. Um, unless he's Leonard Fournette. I don't, I, don't, I don't understand this. Like, prematurely balding at 26 is a little weird. But his hairline's going back, so I'm, I'm pegging him as, like, 32, 33. Then... I look at his face. He shaves his face. I look at his face. To stop the grays. Yo. And I look at his face. 
The man's 42. The man's like, at, at least. Yeah. He's at least 42 years old. They have him at 26. It's like, it's all right. Like, yo, Theo, I got you. Like, we're, we're going. Listen, we link up. Let's go to the Heights in New York. Meet me at Mama Sushi. Like, no one's asking your age. Like, you're not even getting ID'd. They'll bring three hookahs through. I got you. Don't, we don't need to know how old you are, just but he ain't 26. Just don't, that's so egregious, man. I just felt, I felt disrespected when they told me he was like in his 20s. And I was no, like, he ain't in his 20s. Like, come on, man. I remember how I looked at my 20s. I'm not, he wasn't in his 20s. No, nah, man. This, this man, like you, when you reach the age where you shave your face on purpose to try to look <laughs> younger, you're no longer in your 20s. That's nah, nah. just, so whatever it is, Frank Sanchez gets the win. The fight sucks. Now, 43-year-old Frank Sanchez. Yeah, minimum, minimum. Yeah. He's born yeah. like seventy four. I promise you. <laughs> like him and him and John. Yo, he's my mom's age. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, man. There's no way. There's no way. Now we hit the main event. This is what everybody's been waiting on this podcast to talk for us to talk about. Y'all are probably mad because if you stuck with us this long, you was like, "Yo, you should have talked about the fight in the beginning." It's not yeah, what I... we do here. We talk about a bunch of other crazy stuff, but we got a lot to say about this fight. No, definitely. Um, looking at the fight itself. Hey, what... wait. Let's start with this. Tyson Fury's suit was heavier than Deontay Wilder's. Oh, hands down. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, coming into, maybe. I, listen, Yo, Ty, the, Deontay was shirtless. I saw them both. Yeah. Um, Tyson, Tyson had the Spartan with, yeah. with the headgear. Yeah. Deontay, I'm not going to lie to you. That, that hoodie getup. It's hard. It wasn't light, though. Like, I mean, that was a big-ass hoodie. Like, it, it wasn't the lightest of hoodies in the world. Like, that robe was uh, quite cumbersome. But he had that. He had the mask on. It was a better way to go. Yeah. Than yeah. No suit armor. The illumination design that he had for the second fight. It got the point across, too. Yeah. It was a good entrance. I don't understand having uh, the battle rapper dude out there with him. Yeah, I didn't understand that either. I yeah. mean, he went with Black Habits with D-Smoke for the last entrance. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what he was doing here. Uh, but I, unless you do the funeral gimmick, which was the viral moment, um, then I get that. Like, if you do, like, yo, it's a funeral, blah, blah. Uh, I forgot old boy's name. I knew it the other day, but whatevs. Uh, if you guys are listening, you get who I'm saying, the battle rapper cat. But, yeah, yeah, like, the whole funeral thing, and then, like, yeah, it was cool. It was funny. But like in 2021, like that was like 2013. Like I, I, I don't get it. I don't know what that brought to Deontay Wilder. I thought he could have had a better choice. Yeah. Um, the, the world is your oyster in that moment. And I, I just don't, I feel like that entire entrance, much like the fight, was just playing it safe. And it was like, I'm just going so far away from what I did in the second fight. That's my only priority. Yeah. And I, I don't want to make that mistake. And as we get into the fight, what we did find out was suit, no suit. Deontay just don't got legs. No, 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 no. It, it was um, coming to the ring, the walkout, I thought there was a lot less energy, purposefully. Yeah. It was delayed. Let me start there. I was in the back. I'm waiting for him to walk out. The entrance was delayed. He changed gloves. Last second. Don't like it. Last second. He was like, nah, nah, I need these other gloves. He wants the gloves Fury's wearing, allegedly, which has less padding. Okay. Whatever. 
commission approved. Sure. Fury's gloves. I want gloves like that. Puts on the new gloves. Delays him coming out. So in the back, changing gloves, all this stuff. He, he just has the hand wraps on the whole time. Means he doesn't hit any pads to get warmed up. Because you don't got gloves on. What are you hitting? So he's shadow boxing? Maybe. He doesn't hit any pads, nothing. He's coming out dry. Throws on the outfit. Throws on the new gloves. Walks out. Cool. Tyson Fury comes out while he's waiting for Deontay Wilder to cycle through whatever gloves he wants. He's listening to country music, playing the air guitar, mad loose. Comes out, throws on the Spartan helmet, garb, and everything. Comes out with the 300 entrance. Thought that was dope, even though it was a weird guy doing, like, dances. Um, he comes out with that. You're right. The roles were reversed. Fury's stuff is heavier. But in the end, Fury's heavier. He looks more calm. He looks more ready for the moment. And something has to be said for someone who isn't scared of the moment, who embraces the moment. There's no, there's no fear in Tyson Fury, if that makes sense. No, I, I think he uh, actually enjoys what's going on inside of the ring. Right? There are fighters who come in, who train, get to the fight, and they're like, it's not really fun, but it's part of my job. And I got GSP to, style. Yeah, and I finish my job, and I'm like, all right, cool, I'm happy, where's my check? I think Tyson Fury trains and can't, he just can't wait for this moment. Yeah. Once he gets in that ring, he's like, all right, let's do this. This is fun. This is home for me. He's very comfortable in that element. Meanwhile, I feel like Deontay has to kind of psych himself out. Yep. He's, he's thinking about a lot of things. Tyson's thinking, I'm going to beat this dosser. That's yeah. it. Ty Tyson has gone through, mentally, some of the worst internally you could ever go through. Yeah. So he understands now training on a day-to-day -day basis, being in a boxing gym. He'll go two, three times a day if he's in a dark place. Just getting in a gym saves him. It yeah. gives him a different mentality. It provides him a comfort. Fight night is that times 100. Fight night is, this is the ultimate comfort. I've been in the darkest of places. Shawn Michaels style, I've lost my smile. Like, I, I've done all of this. This is where I'm home. Even if I get knocked out. Like, whatever happens to me, happens to me. This is where I'm comfortable. Outside in the normal world is what I'm scared of. Yeah. And he puts himself constantly in a place to train to be in the ring. And then when he gets in the ring, like, that's his high, which, um, not to fast forward to the very end of this, but Gareth from the UK asked this story, this question, the post fight presser. He's like, do you think you're going to fall into another depression after this fight? I, I get the question. It was served up horribly. But I get the question. The last time you did this at this magnitude was Klitschko. You won. You fell into depression, and it sent you down your dark path because you had nothing else to attain to. He was asking him, do you feel like that may happen again because yeah. you reached the zenith? Yeah. He's figured out that, no, I'm just treating nothing like the zenith. I'm, I'm treating the process 
as my main goal. I know that I just have to get back in the gym and create another goal. With, with Klitschko, that was it. And he was like, I don't know if I'm going back to the gym. I don't know if I'm going here. I don't, I don't know what else to do in life. Now he knows, okay, I win this fight. It feels great. I'm just getting back in the gym. Yeah, he gets it. So everybody knows Tyson Fury wins by 11th round knockout. First things first, this is easily fight of the year. Easily. This fight of the year, we're in 2021? Yeah. I'll be shocked if this isn't fight of a decade. Well, we got a long way to go. Long way to go. I'll be shocked if this isn't fight of a decade. There is nothing like heavyweight boxing. Well, I'll say this. There hasn't been a heavyweight fight that good since <sighs> Bo Holyfield 2. Where, um, where the stakes were high. There was a lot on the line. AJ, AJ Klitschko, Klitschko. Was, was really good. I would argue is even okay since since yeah. AJ Klitschko with the the knockdowns the back and forth gave me a feel similar, but it wasn't as big as this. So you might be right. Yeah, I mean, well, AJ Klitschko was also in front of like eighty thousand people. Yeah, uh, yeah, the atmosphere helped a lot. Yeah, but I, when I go back and I think of great heavyweight fights, I always think about Riddick Bowe and Holyfield because outside of the third fight, which Bowe won by a TKO, these two were just beating the hell out of each other. Yep. Right. It, you know, undefeated uh, Riddick Bowe, who is grossly underrated as a heavyweight. Yep. Grossly underrated. Still is. He'll always be. He'll forever. He never fought Lennox Lewis, which has been a detriment to his career. Lennox Lewis went on to do great things. Bowe kind of just disappeared after the Galata fights and all that. But I think of heavyweight boxing there. I can't think of another heavyweight fight that had, the stakes were this high. It was a trilogy because the trilogy of Bowe Holyfield ended with a third round knockout, or a seventh round knockout. Yep. This was, had us on the edge of our seats the entire fight because Deontay just wouldn't go away. <laughs> like the man, okay, so I'll say this. Now I understand his position on Mark Breland. That is what I walk away with. It's like, and I told someone this, and they looked at me like I was crazy. You're 100% right. I, was, I, was, I, don't, I still don't agree with it. Me either, but I understand. I get it because... He needed somebody that believed in him that he could come back. And if you take that away from him, he doesn't have that opportunity. When he said, the realest thing he said in the monumental lump of excuses that he gave in between fights was, you never throw the towel in on me because with my power, I always have a chance to end the fight. Yeah. He knocked down Tyson Fury in the 12th of the first round. Granted, he didn't look like he looked in the second fight. Legs gone, blah, 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 tired. But he knocked him down late. And he said, you never throw the towel in on me because I always have a chance. He looked legs dead, tired, blah, blah, in the third round this fight. The same thing, yeah. Knocked Tyson Fury down and had him hurt. Knocked him down twice. Had him hurt two other instances. Hit him with an uppercut in like the 10th where he was completely dead. And it was like, oh, if that wasn't with nine seconds left, that might have been vicious. He always has a chance, and I get it. I don't think that he was coming back in the second fight. But after watching this, I can't argue against his logic. Listen. To not throw the towel in. But again, how this fight ended, 
It was very ugly. I had to see his wife cry. <laughs> like, they, there was a lot that went into it. But yeah, so we start the fight. Tyson Fury, plead a foot, flick of the jab, throwing the right hand, giving Wilder a lot of movement. Wilder's going with that long jab to the body. Oh, and the follow-up right to the body, Tyson Fury's whole right. Yeah. Left side was bright red in a minute and a half. Yeah, so Malik Scott was clearly where he said, you got to work that long jab to the body. Yeah. That guy's MVP. I ain't going to lie to you. So he's, he's going to be a very good trainer. He knows how to get to Deontay, right? He, if he gets to stable, he is a good trainer. Yeah, so, he, so the plan was good, right? It was good. Go to the body. It was something that Fury wasn't necessarily ready for. My problem with this early on, though, and this, it's just the way that it is, that Wilder throws that long jab and his hand doesn't come back fast enough. So I was really waiting on Fury to counter over that yep. and put him in trouble. But he gets him in trouble anyway in the third round and puts him down. And Wilder's legs turn to absolute spaghetti. <laughs> and I'm sitting here going, oh, this is about to end the same way the second fight did. No excuses this time, boss. You're going out on your shield. The only thing is, are you going to get the towel thrown in? Or are you just going to take a beating? Instead, third round ends, 10-8 round for Fury. Looks like Fury's about to run away with this thing. The fourth round happens. He throws that straight right down the middle. And you were ringside where, where I mean, not even ringside. You're on the apron. Yeah, having where, two feet away from you. Where the media's at, which were on the risers behind the, the first set of floor seats, we could hear the impact of that punch. Yep, I felt it. And I was like, oh, my God. And then Fury goes down the first time. He, he looks okay. The second knockdown in the fourth round, though, when Fury's on all fours. Which wasn't even a harder punch. Those Way softer punch. Yeah, it's just an accumulation. It it was, yo, his legs may be gone altogether. Yeah. Dude, he's on all fours. And in my head, I'm like, oh, my God, this fight is over. We're about to have the greatest comeback ever, right? Yeah. That's the first thing I think, oh, my God, he's going to stop the guy who's never been stopped. Fury gets up. Again. Yeah. Fury, Fury is smart by taking, I don't care if you want to say it's a long, a long he's count. He's just doing to get up on the count. Cap, yeah. Whatever the count is, when it hits eight to nine, he's, he's up. up. What, that's not his problem if the ref takes too long, if the ref takes too short. Whenever it hits nine, he's going to take the max amount of time to milk and get up. He's smart. Yep. Going back to that first punch, again, Malik Scott is 100% right. And the guy is smart. Fight week, he says, and we talked about it on the show, mm -hmm. Fury's going to try to crowd us, and we're not going to throw the right hand at him and attack him. We're going to wait until he pressures, and we're going to counter him and catch him. We all looked at him like, you're bugging. That's not what Deontay does. That's exactly how Deontay put him down. Yep. Fury walks in. I think he's about to finish Wilder and walks directly in momentum forward into Wilder's right hand, hits him on the temple, and puts him down. I was like, yo, Malik Scott watched enough. He knew enough. He knew what had to be done to win. What you can account for is your fighter's conditioning and training throughout. Yeah. That should have been the end of the fight. It would have been the end of the fight if Deontay Wilder was fighting 
95% of the other heavyweight division. I'll do you one better. It would have been the end of the fight if it was 99.9. The 1% is Tyson Fury. This, this, we're going to Perfect talk- game plan, perfect counter, yep. perfect punch by that camp. Yep. Wrong opponent. <laughs> like, it's, we're going to talk about the next segment about Tyson Fury and where he where stands in the greatest yep. of all time and all this other thing. But that fight kills just about any heavyweight today and 70 years ago. That I, 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 listen, guys. <laughs> You're an Ali guy. When, when we talk about the history of boxing, we, the history of heavyweights, we talk about the guys like Ali, who was like 6'4", and Sonny Liston, who was like 6'4", 6'3". All these, none of these guys, Foreman was pretty big, but he wasn't 6'7". Yeah, yeah. Right? Deontay Wilder is the hardest puncher I've ever seen. People talk about Ernie Shavers. People talk about George Foreman. Foreman yep. People talk about Mike Tyson. All fantastic punches. Mike Tyson was like 5'11". If yep. Deontay would have hit him, Mike Tyson would have Foreman doesn't load up like, no, like Wilder mean, does. Like, he just had big paws. I mean, Foreman, like... If you go back, concrete hand. He hits Joe Frazier so hard, Joe Frazier takes a knee and like bounces off the canvas. Yeah, yeah. These, these are all huge but it wasn't punches. loaded. Like it yeah. wasn't a spring. Like yeah, Deontay, Deontay's Deontay. power is, I just just like bar none. Anybody else gets hit with his punch, they're dead. Yep. Dominic Brazil, he died. Yep. Now you go Malik Scott, he died. Yep. He fought Deontay and died. <laughs> <Now> everybody. <laughs> like uh, uh, you go uh, Bernard Stavern, he Ortiz. died. Twice. Ortiz was winning every round. Yeah. Got caught with that same punch. Curtain. Yeah. Done. Anybody who gets like and the and the rule is if Deontay puts you down, you do not get, get up. up. Tyson Fury has now gotten up four times against Deontay Wilder and took his best punch. This man is Wolverine. Th- yo, th- it, he's the thing whatever Tyson Fury is made of is unreal. Adamantium. I, I I shout out to my Marvel fans. Like this this guy is Wolverine. The, the ability to regenerate. Listen, taking a punch is one thing. He gets up from the punches, looks at the ref, I'm good, and bounces on his toes. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm good. He's, he's fresh. He's ready to go. The next round, it's like nothing ever ha- happened. He's Wolverine. He's an X-Men. It, it's absurd. But, I mean, again, I, I, I need to say this because I'm clear. I want to be clear on this. I always thought Deontay was a big puncher. But the fact that he remained dangerous for 11 rounds, the legs were spaghetti. It wasn't like he was fighting on sturdy legs and would still throw a punch that would catch Fury and buzz him, no matter what, even when the steam seemed to be off his punches. I have never seen a human being punch this hard. Yeah. This That's is, 50% of his punching power, and it's harder than 100% of the other fighters. We go down the list of heavyweights over the years, right? Ali... Got knocked down by Frazier, got up. Frazier yeah. was a big puncher. Uh, but we, we look at guys like Sonny Liston, who Ali put down. We look at Ernie Shavers, who never was really a world champion. We look at Ken Norton, who was a big puncher. We look at Lennox Lewis, who got put down. Yeah. You know, by Asim Rockman, by Oliver McCall. Like, we look at Riddick Bowe. We look at Evander Holyfield. We look at Mike Tyson. I don't think any of them could have survived a, a Deontay Wilder right hand. I think, I think he puts Ali out if he lands that right hand. I think so. Like, and y'all know Muhammad Ali is my favorite fighter of all time. Yeah. But, but he's I, lost for a reason. Like, it, it's not even that. Like, Ali's never been knocked out. Cold. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah no. But Deontay has power that you, you truly don't get up from. Transcendent. Like, Tyson, there's, Tyson would be no match for. Like, people have told me Mike Tyson could beat Deontay Wilder. No. 
if the and here's the reason why. Before we get into everything that Tyson's about in the rest of this fight, what I saw out of Deontay Wilder on Saturday night was one resilient bastard that I have never seen or never thought that a human being that hit that hard could have a heart that big. If Mike Tyson fought, like a lot of people get, heavyweights are bullies until they get bullied, right? Yep. And even though Deontay Wilder eventually did get he's bullied bully. and knocked yeah. out, he's eventually got bullied and knocked out. That bully beats, I don't think there's another heavyweight that could deal with him. And I'm not saying he's the second greatest heavyweight of all time. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is if that punch lands, he has a chance against any heavyweight of all time. Any heavyweight. That's I don't care. Joe Lewis. 100%. Ro Rocky Marciano, he murders. Yeah. Sonny Liston, he kills. Foreman would be an interesting fight because George is so he, George he is take big. He could take a punch. <laughs> yeah, George, George is so big. George can absorb, much like Tyson Fury. Right. When you're so big, you can absorb something that should not be absorbed. Yeah, he just got outsmarted by Ali, right? Yeah. Like, that's what happened to George. And, and George went and knocked out Michael uh, Moore at, yeah. in his 40s. Like, George was a big He almost punch. got uh, Holyfield out of there. Yeah. Holyfield had to weather the storm and eventually outsmart for. But old man Foreman was formidable. So I'm saying he, he smoked Michael Moore. But again, Deontay was in this fight for 11 rounds, even though we thought he was dead. There were seven different occasions in this fight. I was like, this fight's over. You yep. can stop the fight at any time. And then he would land that right hand. And I was like, okay, the fight's not over. We're yep. still going. Because Fury would have to back up. He would have to respect him. He's like, oh, wait, hold on. He's crazy. Like, it's, not even, it's not even like, oh, he's good. It's like he's nuts. Because I'm hitting him with everything I got. And he hits me with something. And I'm like, how do you still have the ability to land this punch? Yep. And it hurts. And you could hear it. Like, you could hear the power of Beyonce, Deontay Wilder's punches. It was surreal. So now we get, we're getting deeper into the fight. I think he lands, Deontay lands one like the eighth round, an uppercut. Yeah. Fury kind of almost falls into falls in, Yeah. Eight seconds left in the ninth. And the other thing you have to take into consideration Fury being 274 pounds, and he lose all that weight on Deontay, which is a smart thing to do. Yeah, People are leaned booing. on him. You got to yeah. do all this stuff. And Deontay still had that unreal superhuman power with a 274-pound man leaning on him. These are heavyweights. This is bigger than, again, when I talk about Foreman, Mike Tyson was like 5'11", dog. I think I saw the best two heavyweights today do battle on Saturday night. Well, it's just I fear... Deontay Wilder doesn't understand that. I, I, I fear that Deontay Wilder says, I can't beat Tyson Fury, so I'm done. And we'll talk about this like later. But I, I fear that Deontay Wilder doesn't understand that he's number two because he faced number one. I think Deontay Wilder obliterates Anthony Joshua if he fights him. If he lands, because again, the issue is. He lands that punch on AJ. He's going to land right. at least one a fight. We're, at this point in his career, he showed nothing different. He's going to at least land one a fight. He's landed three against Tyson Fury a fight. Right. Yeah. So, so if he fights Anthony Joshua, yep. our, when, years ago when we talked about this fight, I said AJ would win. Yep. My mind has totally changed because AJ could hit Deontay with whatever it is. Deontay's going to keep fighting. I think Deontay survives. Yeah. Whatever AJ throws at him. And AJ's an incredible finisher. Oh, yeah. yeah. But the fact that Deontay won't stay down until you kill him, and that's basically what Tyson Fury had to do. Like we saw against Klitschko. Right. AJ drops Klitschko, but gives him enough time for Klitschko to drop AJ. You give Wilder that time to, 
to retaliate, you ain't getting the finish no. opportunity after that. And the bigger concern is most big punching heavyweights don't have fantastic chins. Yep. AJ is a big puncher, but Ruiz put him down. Usyk buzzed him. Chin is questionable. Right. Klitschko put him down. None of them hit like Deontay Wilder. No. I look. Alexander Not Usyk. Not even a tired Wilder. Alexander Usyk, fantastic fighter. Yeah. Unified heavyweight champion. He could be Deontay Wilder boxing, but if he get like we're gonna find out if this he gets if, hit. Yeah. If he, if he gets hit. I don't know. If he gets hit by a Tyson Fury who's 270. That's one thing I've been trying to tell people this whole time. Since the fight happened. Was there's weight classes for a reason. You go through boxing. There's a weight class every seven pounds. You go through UFC. There's a weight class every 10. 15 as you get higher. In the heavyweight division in UFC... They cap it at 265 for a reason. You are at minimum 210, at most 265. Very few and far between you have that disparity. So usually you're 230 through 260, 30 pounds. In boxing, Deontay Wilder was fighting a guy 45 pounds heavier than him. And Wilder bulked up as much as he could. Fury probably gained weight. Fury could have came into the ring at 290. 60-pound differential is a lot to overcome. Usyk steps into the ring against Tyson Fury. He's giving up 60 pounds against a guy who moves just as well. Right. It's not like he gains weight and loses agility, loses style, loses technique. He's 60 pounds and can do everything you can do. It's like Aaron Donald on a football field. He's a freak of nature. When you're 290, you can do stuff when people are 220. Like, that shouldn't be possible. That's what Deontay was against. Uh, dude, okay. Uh, I want to say this real quick. Deontay Wilder absolutely skips leg day. Oh, yeah, no, no. <laughs> like, yo. He got his bench press up. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That, there was that, no that, leg day for no, Deontay. That, that squad is still two, 205. Yeah, Malik Scott, JDs, <laughs> get your band in there. If he's no, going to no, continue no. with his clear. 205, range. maybe. Yeah, you got to get them no, legs No together. power cleans. Got to get them legs together. But. We, so we head into this fight. Uh, the 10th round happens. Tyson Fury is in complete control. Puts Wilder down again. There was like a good few times where Wilder sat in the corner, and I was like, this fight just doesn't need to continue because he just looked like a dead man. And I, I guess this is just how Deontay Wilder fights, like a dead human being. Like he just, he just in the corner. Malik Scott's talking to him, and he's just like, oh. And then he comes out, and he just throws one, and you're like, okay, he's still in the fight. This crowd was absolutely electric because Amazing. we realized what we were witnessing, that no matter what, even though Fury's winning, even in the 10th round, when he's dominating, there's still a chance that this fight could end with one big Deontay Wilder punch. Unfortunately, the 11th round comes. Fury's like, I've had enough of this shit. Yeah. And it's out. <laughs> hits him with the left hand. Wilder spins his head, throws that right hand. Wilder face plants into the canvas. Referee says, all right, I've seen enough. Tyson Fury... I mean, there's, it wasn't even Russ Manor. Like, yo, but Wilder was out. But the crazy part is Wilder popped back up just a few moments later. He's, it was like 12 seconds later. Like, I'm just saying. He wasn't making a tag count. No, he wasn't making a tag count. But I'm just saying. Flakes face planted. It, he face planted this. They guy. had to carry him arm in arm to the corner. Like, he popped up to his feet. He couldn't walk. No, he, I mean, he was cooked. The, but there's the fact, a difference. But the fact is, this, Deontay Wilder's a maniac because he tried to get up. Going out on the shield, 
was real to him. Very real. It was, and listen, his wife crying was was a scene ringside. Well, but he said that's what he wanted. He's like, yo, if I could, this is his quote. If I say I want to come in here and kill a man, I have to be willing to get the same done to me. And that's what he went into ring. He was like, yo, I tell my wife, my kids, listen, this might be the last time you see me when I step into this ring. And he was so real. And in that brief second, they thought like, yo, he might be done. Like, damaged permanently. So he gets up to save face with the fam. Like, yo, I'm right. He wasn't in boxing shape saving face. It was over. And it was, and we'll talk about legacy. We'll hit the break here in like two seconds. But it, it was the greatest seconds. fight. It won't be two seconds. It was the greatest fight I've ever seen in person. Uh, it's up there for me. I've seen some great fights in person. This is. With the magnitude, there, there's nothing in combat sports. Like heavyweight boxing. Yeah. Nothing compares. Well, yeah. It's the upper echelon of combat sports. It's the title of titles. And when people, we clamored for years for heavyweight boxing to come back. For heavyweight boxing to be on top. Yeah. This is what we clamored for. Oh, yeah. This was what people witnessed in the 70s. In 10 years, they're making 30 for 30s off of this. And they better cut me the check. Like, in 20 years, I'm telling my grandkids I was ringside on the apron for this fight. They're seeing pictures of me. Like, yo, that's my grand. It is Ali Frazier. It is Rumble in the Jungle for our generation. This is what we needed it to be. This isn't Jake Paul. No, no, of course. This isn't, oh, my God, those people brought boxing back. No, this is boxing. And I think it's that grand, and we witnessed that on Saturday night. Yeah, I, I would say, like, there's the greatest trilogies, uh, Mickey Ward, Arturo Gotti, yeah. obviously. Uh, Marco At Antonio, 130. Yeah, Marco Antonio Barrera, Eric Morales. He's very small. Bo, yeah. Bo Holyfield, Ali Frazier, uh, Ali Norton. Um, this was the, the, I mean, the Vasquez Marquez. Uh, Pacquiao was, Marquez. Yeah, which were both four yeah. fights. Um, in Pacquiao Marquez, they just never had a dull moment. In no, the, no. Which is insane. Ever, yeah. Like, those <laughs> four fights, they never had a dull no, moment. Yeah. Um, neither Gotti and Ward. Gotti and Ward it might be the greatest trilogy I've ever seen. Agreed. In terms of, like, just sheer violence. I haven't violence, seen it live, but correct. Like, like, in terms of sheer violence. Yeah. But the stakes weren't as high. Yeah. The stakes were massive in this fight. Uh, Biggest stakes it. since Ali Frazier. Yeah. I would say. Ali Frazier is like the quintessential. Central. Yeah. It's like yeah. the first fight, the second fight, and you end the third, third fight with, yeah. with in sheer exhaustion. And Manila I don't think anything passes that. No. But this is the biggest stakes in a trilogy. Since the, Yeah. Because, again, Bo Holyfield was massive, right? It was, it was huge. Fan yeah. man. We had fan man yeah, for that fight. Wasn't this. But this was, this was the best fight. This is the best trilogy I've ever seen where one fighter didn't want to fight. No, <laughs> he did it. It was a draw to it. Yeah, people are asking for a fourth, and I'm like, for what? Yeah, you don't need a fourth fight. This, this my guy it's never over. won. It, it's over. Yeah, it's over. Tyson Fury is the better fighter. Yep. Deontay needs to move on to bigger and better things, or he's going to have his life cut short fighting this man. Or he can retire. Is it like a, he made a hundred mil off of just this trilogy? Yeah, he, I mean, he's good money wise. And and I said, I said before, if he loses this fight, he's retired. My prediction, 
was that Wilder would lose it if he couldn't figure out how to get him out of there. I didn't think that Wilder would have this kind of resolve, so I have to give Wilder credit for that. Yes, correct. For that reason, I'm not sure he retires now. Fair. I, I'm not sure because I think they will convince him, like, hey, man, th there's a path for you to still become a world champion. Yep. Right? So before we hit the, the break, I will say, like, this is one of the greatest trilogies I've ever seen. I'm with you. This is easily fight of the year. Good luck passing this. No, yeah, no. It's, it's a wrap. It's October. I, yeah, yeah, like, we're, we're good. I have not seen drama like this in Chalk a fight. Like, this was... <laughs> You know, th th we're not going to see another fight that touches this. There's no. a few months. I mean, it's not going to be Tank Davis. They're not. Gonna, no. Ryan Garcia and JoJo. They're not going to do like no. Best no fight in past ten years. Yeah, unless unless Sean Porter and Terence Crawford just completely burn the house down. It's still not at heavyweight. Yeah, it's still not the magnitude no. with the power. Five knockdowns at heavyweight is yeah. And I mean, you had one man who was mind boggling again, dangerous the entire yeah, fight. No. And, yeah, and you had another man who was just like, can he finish him? Can How do you get five him? knockdowns at a heavyweight fight? They're heavyweights. Yeah. When a heavyweight touches you, usually it's a wrap. No, this th that's the end of the fight. It was five knockdowns at heavyweight is like watching a hundred and thirty pound fighter go at each other. Like that's something you see at lighter weights because you can take a punch and get up. You don't see that at heavyweight. No, it's dropping to the canvas five times. Like we, Zapata fought last year. It was like, yo, that's incredible. Yeah, and it was yeah, against Branchick, and it was five knockdowns in like six rounds. And it was, oh my God, incredible fight. They were 130 pounds, yeah. 126 pounds. These are guys 270. One guy said, my right hand is the touch of God. You know, Deontay's uh, usage of the English language troubles me a lot. <laughs> oh, I, don't think I've, I don't know if I told anybody this. So I, I wrote it in my story, and then we can go to break after this. Deontay Wilder is doing his interviews, and he, yeah. and he, he says, uh, this is how I knew he wasn't taking himself too seriously. So Deontay Wilder was doing a bunch of Zoom interviews before I, I took my walk with him. In his last interview, after Chris Mannix, I can't remember who it was, they said, Deontay, how are you feeling about the fight? He said, I'm firing on all syllables. <laughs> and, and, all, all and, syllables, baby. And Malik Scott looks at me. Like, his jaw dropped. He had his mask on, but I could feel his face. And he just started, he's like waiting for the interview to finish so he can start laughing. <laughs> the Watson boys are also in there as well. And Sam Watson's there too. And everybody's like trying to hold back. And in my head, I'm like, this is where I realized Deontay doesn't take himself as serious as I thought he did. The interview ends, the room erupts in laughter. Deontay looks up, he says, What's so damn funny? Malik says, Come here, Deontay. He was like, Firing on syllables? <laughs> and Deontay says, I said that? And he's like, Yeah. He's like, Damn it, I did it again. And they all start <laughs> laughing. And it was at that very moment I was like, we think he takes himself very seriously, nah. but he he knows he knows when he talks. Our man he, knows he got a right hand. It's like gibberish, <laughs> man. He just yeah, he yeah. says things. Man said firing on all syllables, and yo, that room <laughs> absolutely lost it. So I think Deontay will be back, but we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about Tyson Fury's place. We'll talk about what's next for both of these men. Um, and yeah, we're, we're, we're really going to summarize what we saw out of Tyson Fury and where he is amongst the greatest of all time. Yeah, so don't go anywhere. Be right back after this. Pele leaned in and said something to Freddie. Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie do? Soccer is going to explode and it's going to be around this kid. We were the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie Show. And with that came the expectation and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy drop Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. 
All right, everybody, welcome back. Time to wrap this up. And we just got to talk about the historical value of this fight, right? So Deontay Wilder, we touched on it to end the last segment, but where do you think he goes from here? Again, just like you, on my end, I thought he retires if he lost. Yeah. He gained a lot of respect in the manner that he lost. A lot of people said say like you know what he is a warrior he has a ton of heart he went out on the shield it showed the resilience that people weren't wasn't sure he had after the million excuses that he gave after last fight he came back out and he did what he had to do the better man won but he made a great account of himself where does Deontay Wilder go after this so he goes home this would tell him they have a conversation. They sell some cologne and perfume. Yeah. Bodysuit Telly. Yep. Shelly Telly. Shelly Finkel is manager. Malik Scott. JDs. They have a conversation. They say, Deontay, you are a, a cult hero now. You lost, but you gained a lot of respect. You can't retire. You can fight the loser of Dillian White, Otto Valen. You can. I mean, AJ's already enacted his rematch clause with Usyk, so there's no fight there. Yep. You're not fighting Fury. You can fight Andy Ruiz. You can fight, a, you, you can beat any heavyweight on the planet. That's the key. You can beat a lot of these people. So don't retire. If Dillian White loses, fight Dillian White. Fight, fight any of these heavyweights. Yep. But you have to come back. But you have to take some time Chisora, off. Chisora, yeah. whoever. Yeah, fight Derek Chisora. Go fight overseas. Now is the time for Deontay Wilder to really build himself. Don't fight in Tuscaloosa. Fight at Vegas. Staples or the Garden, yeah, or overseas. Yep, you are You're thirty-five years old. Yeah, and you you could take a little bit of time off, going to late spring, maybe yep. uh, early summer, twenty twenty-two, because you took punishment. You took a lot of punishment. Come back and fight again. You win. You're back in the mix. You start calling out Anthony Joshua. You start calling out Oksana Usyk. Whoever loses. Yeah, it's like give me give me one of them because. What, he, what Deontay probably doesn't realize right now is that he's become such a big draw. Oh, there's, there's 50, 60 mil still on the table? Yeah, there, you've become a such a big draw. You lost, so what? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. You won the hearts of many. Because if, if this happened like the second fight, I'd be like, go home, retire. It's a wrap. Yep. Nobody respects you. Now Everybody loves you. You showed the power that you need to show. You show but you showed the heart more than anything else. Nobody, people questioned your heart. Yeah. There's no question in your heart anymore. No. Shut hey. up. Don't make any excuses, by the way. Yeah, just be quiet. Don't, don't say, the better uh, man won. Yeah, the better man beat me. I got to move on. I'll be back. Yep. Like, just post that on Twitter. Post, like, you with your crown and say the king is down, but he'll be back. Now, boom. That's it. That's it. You'll be back. Don't say nothing else. Everybody get dumb hype. Don't make any excuses. When you make your next fight announcement, wherever it is, you're probably going to sell out the building. Boom. That's it. That's Deontay Wilder. I 100% agree. I, I think, to me, still a 30 40 $50 million fight yeah. is him versus Anthony Joshua oh, in fight. the UK. That, that, is a, that is a massive still, fight. Massive. Joshua could lose to Usyk this next time. Yeah. I don't care. I would go as far as saying, if Joshua loses to Usyk, we get Usyk Fury. Say here in Vegas, 
Joshua Wilder off of two losses apiece is a bigger fight. Monetarily. Maybe not in the annals of history or the heavyweight division. Monetarily, Joshua versus Wilder in the UK, 80,000. Oh. You that's know, a bigger fight. You know what it is? It's winner go home. Like, that's a fight. That's, that, that's, that's a retirement fight. That is the headline. Winner go home, 80,000 in Wembley. If you're Deontay Wilder, you say, I'll go to Wembley and fight oh, you. Because, he, because give, me, you, give me 35, I'm out there. Yeah, but, but what you tell is like, I'll fight you on your home turf. You want to know why? Because I don't need the judges. Yep. Can't nobody save you. No. Nope. This ain't going to the judges. Yeah, we don't, I, you could tell them to go home now. Yep. I will fight you at Wembley because what Deontay, Deontay didn't want to go to Wembley before. But he hasn't felt the energy of 80,000. I went to Wembley to cover the Pavekin fight. I've never felt anything like that. Wilder needs to go there because if he wins, if the man wins, let's just say, in your scenario, Usyk beats Fury. Let's just say, or Fury retires. Something crazy happens. Usyk ends up having the, all, the belts. all the belts. And you're Deontay Wilder. Wherever you fight Usyk, you're the, I mean, it still looks like you're the A-side. Yeah. You're the A-side in just about any fight. Joshua fight, you won't be the A-side. Not no. in the UK. <laughs> like, listen, you got to settle for it. If you take 50 to 35. Who cares? In the, who cares? Yeah. Uh, both off of losses, you damn near might get a 50-50 split. Yeah, it, exactly. But it, it's, it's win. That's the it. Win or go, go home. home. And that fight is But you can huge. go home comfortably off of 50 mil. Yeah, and, and I think everybody would agree. Like, yo, the loser of this fight is over. Yeah. And Deontay Wilder, I've said this a thousand times, like, He's a star, but now he's a, a bigger star. And Anthony Joshua is already a, mega, a massive star. Like, he's a mega He's not a boxer. He's a celebrity. He is an entity. Yep. And you fight him, and y'all didn't like each other anyway. Yep. Y'all were close. To, I mean, I, when I worked at the zone, I seen yeah. the, the offers, we're and close. I seen how close this was. Yep. And I seen, like, it was he wild. He PBC. Like. Yeah, y'all, y'all had a lot of beef. Finish the job. Finish the job, do it out there. That's, yes, you're absolutely right. It's the, bigger, it's the biggest fight that can be made in the heavyweight division. I... I would love that for Deontay Wilder. Yeah, me too. Um, even if he had to take a fight to get a knockout to build back up a little bit in between, cool. If Joshua fights Usyk, fight around the same time. I don't care if he fights another top heavyweight. Fight at Chisora. Yeah. Fight someone you think you can knock out. Yep. Um, what is the Hellenius dude or whatever? Yeah, you can fight Hellenius. Like you guys just sparred. Fight him. Probably won't, but yeah. Yeah, just say, fight him. Fight, fight somebody. Fr fight Fran Sanchez. No, don't, don't, don't fight Sanchez. He ugly that shit up. You might get a, uh, a real bad situation. Yeah, yeah, no. But, you know, fight somebody where I don't care if it's a guaranteed knockout. Fight whoever. Fight one of the people who lost. I don't care. Fight one of them, get your knockout, and then let's roll into this. And I think people would be right there for him. In terms of Tyson Fury off of this win, am I crazy for saying I think he's one of the top heavyweights of all time? No, absolutely not. I, I, I posted this on Twitter, and I asked that question. Is, is it time to have a conversation about Tyson Fury being one of the greatest? Some people disagree and said it was premature. Here's what we got to lay out. Tyson Fury ended the long decade-long reign of Vladimir Klitschko. Klitschko. Not Pre old man Klitschko. Yeah. 19 in a row, Klitschko. Pretty handily yep. at that. 10 rounds to two. He fought the biggest puncher <laughs> yep. in the heavyweight division three times. Three times. 
knocked him out twice. Yep. And the other time, arguably, was a draw. And when I watched that fight again, the man won two, 10 rounds to two. Yeah. So can he match it with Ali's resume? Absolutely not. There are uh, probably nobody's going to be able to match Ali's resume as a heavyweight. The 10-year, the Frazier fights, Liston early in his career, Kenny Norton late, Floyd Patterson. I mean, you run down the list of who Ali fought. George Foreman. That's you can't touch that resume. Yeah. There's just not enough heavyweights. There's yeah. not enough bodies. But they're coming. But I don't know if you stay around long. Yeah, but I don't even think. I mean, I mean, these are legendary Legend, heavyweights yeah. that Ali fought. But then you you like you take talk about uh, Lennox Lewis, right? Who he got knocked out by Oliver McCall. He got knocked out by Hasim Rotman. He could have got stopped by Klitschko, but the cut over Klitschko's eyes called a stop to the fight. Yeah. But he was a great heavyweight. I think Tyson Fury wipes, him, wipes the mat with him. I think Tyson Fury is already better than Lennox. Yeah. So then I look at, okay, there's Evander Holyfield. Yeah. Van, peak Evander Holyfield? Yeah, definitely one of the best heavyweights of all time. Sure. Gave Mike Tyson hell. Yeah. Made him bite his ear. Uh, but he got stopped by Riddick Bowe. Yep. Riddick Bowe, who I think is also one of the great heavyweights who's not heard of enough, didn't have quite the resume, right? But he lost to Holyfield, beat Holyfield, and then knocked him out. Now you go on to Klitschko, and then we always... The, see Rockman? Rockman beat. Rockman beat Lennox Lewis. Okay, Lennox. And then Lewis obliterated him in the, him in the, in the rematch, yeah. right? But all these guys got stopped. They've all been stopped, except for Riddick Bowe. Uh, Klitschko got stopped. Lennox Lewis got stopped. Tyson got stopped. Ali, he's Ali. So yes. Sonny Liston got stopped. Uh, Joe Lewis got stopped. Ali avenged all his losses besides one. Right? Well, he he couldn't he couldn't beat Larry Holmes. Like Larry Holmes, no, towards the end. Yeah. but like I think he he beat Kenny Norton. He beat Floyd Patterson. One. I mean, I'm but that Kenny two. Norton and he beat yeah. Joy Frazier. Yeah. Um, and outside of that, he, he beat Leon Spinks, who beat him. I uh, lost to Larry Holmes. Ali again. He's, the his resume is the resume is untouchable. Yeah. If you keep going, you start running out of names. Klitschko, as great as he was, remember Klitschko got knocked out. Lehman Brewster. He did. Early uh, on, yeah. Uh, Corey Brewer. It's like, not Corey Brewer, Corey Sanders. Um, he had the great reign, but then it's like, who did he beat? Samuel Peter? Like, nobody cares. So now you look at Tyson Fury, you start going, okay, he's not Ali. He may not be Joe Lewis. But now he's on the short list. Because guess what? Tyson Fury has not been beat. He is undefeated. And... I will say this without hesitation. I will put Tyson Fury right now in with any heavyweight from any era, and I think he could beat them. Oh, I agree. I, I'm not guaranteeing he could beat them, but I, I think, yeah, I, I think he can win against any. That size, speed, skill well, combination well, this, is unheard of. Here we go. 6'9", 274. Footwork, incredible. Chin of granite. They call, you know, Deontay Wilder called her a feather puncher. Yeah, now you got finished twice by this twice. giant human being. And he was like, before you didn't knock me out. Like, the ref stopped it. Well. Yeah, you face planted. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's, that has changed since. Can fight off his back foot. He did that with Klitschko. Tyson Fury fought off his back foot. In the first fight with Wilder, who, again, he essentially rolled off the couch after being on a cocaine binge for three years and going up to 400 pounds. Outboxed Wilder in the first fight. Went on the offensive because he got Sugar Hill for the next two fights. Yep. Well, the next four fights with Valen as well and Tom Schwartz showed that he could be a pressure fighter and punish his opponents. What, he's a chameleon. What can't Tyson Fury do? What opponent can give him problems that he can't adjust to? 
The ring IQ is bizarre. The problem with heavyweight boxing is most heavyweights don't have chins. Yep. Or they do have chins, but once they get touched, it's, it's a different a story. Yeah. They, they can't get up. The other heavyweights have so much power right. more than they don't have chins. But the fact that Tyson Fury hasn't been knocked out by the biggest puncher in boxing, who beats him? Nobody, I can't see anybody beating Tyson Fury right now. Usyk He's too can big. try to play a chess match. He's too big. Fury's yeah, too big. I, the footwork's too good. He cuts off the ring. He uses pressure. He leans on you and uses his weight. What is Usyk going to do? I and Usyk's fantastic. I just don't know if he has the power. I don't think he has the power no, to it's do like, anything. How do you beat this? How do you beat this man? He comes in 50 pounds lighter than this man. I, I, I don't know how you hurt him. You, there's, I don't. Tyson Fury... Right now, if I had to compare him to somebody, he's the Khabib Nurmagomedov of boxing. Yeah. Because Khabib mowed everybody down, but the resume wasn't quite long enough to say he's the greatest. But God damn it, when he fought people, he beat them. Yeah. They, well. Not close. Like, the man barely loses rounds. Right. He lost rounds to Wilder, especially in this fight, when he got dropped. That's it. This is the only time he loses rounds. Loses rounds. Like, you got to drop him for him to lose a round, and he's going to get back up. Yo. It's, it's domination, and he can beat you in any facet of the game. You want to box? We can box. Yep. <laughs> like, Yo, let's you, do this. You want to slug it out? We can slug it out it. because my chin's better than yours, yep. and I believe that. And it's like, we were talking about this Anthony Joshua fight. It's like, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know who beats this man. I, I, the chins aren't comparable. No, I think he beats Lennox Lewis. I think he beats George Foreman. Because, again, Simon Foreman is a really, really good fight. He, I think he beats Frazier. Well, he beats Frazier. He beats Foreman. Here's why he beats Foreman. He's 6'9", 274 pounds. Foreman's a big-ass dude. He wasn't 6'9", was 274 <laughs> pounds. He's a big dude and, in his era. And Foreman, you know, fought like a mummy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fury's light on his feet. Yeah, at Fury's punching in between those This man's punches. a freak. Yeah, and he can eat some of those bombs. So, listen, somebody told me that he, he doesn't have the resume to be at the tippy top of the division, but he's absolutely in the door and, and part of the conversation. I think that's the best way to put it because his career is not over. I don't like putting people there until their careers are over. But Sometimes the conversation, you know it's time to have the conversation like, yo, a couple more wins. If he becomes undisputed, if he, if he becomes undisputed, if he fought Joshua, LeBron ain't retired, but we can start talking about LeBron being yeah. a top five player of all time. Yeah. Like. We, you understand when someone's in the conversation. Like, I mean, we're, 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 we're actually kind of reaching Floyd Mayweather territory with Tyson Fury. Yeah. Because Floyd was undefeated. The problem was, just like Tyson's going to have, it's not the same resume as yeah. Ali. When, right? when you go back and... That's what people are going to pick apart. People are going to say, ah, well, Ali had all this. Tyson had these few names. You look at Floyd's resume, as great as it was... Ali had... And I'm keeping it a buck, right? I have his whole resume pulled up in front of me. Ali had five top heavyweights on his resume. Five? I think there's more than five. That's it. Um, no, no, no. Kenny Norton. Kenny Norton. Floyd Patterson. Sonny Liston. Um, Joy, I mean, Liston. Norton. Floyd Patterson. Oh, Floyd is tough. No, it's not tough. Floyd was with Chevy. Frazier. Floyd Patterson. Liston, Frazier, Foreman, Norton, Norton and, and uh, Larry Holmes. Five. There's more. I mean, you got the Spinks. Come on, man. You don't, don't mm. just. Come on. 
Come, don't. Spinx was close, but yo, stop. I'll give you five. Leon Spinks, Larry Holmes, Kenny Norton. You have to put Kenny Norton on the list. I put Norton on my okay. list. Okay, Sonny Liston. Did I not? Sonny Liston. You have, to I put, put, you have to put Floyd Patterson on the list. I didn't put Patterson. I How didn't do you put not home. put Patterson on the list? He's a Hall of Famer. No, I didn't put Spinks. And Come I on, didn't man. put Norton. Bottom line is there's more heavyweights on Ali's resume than any other fighter in the history of boxing that he's actually beat. Okay, so seven on your list, five on mine. Fury, at the current moment, Klitschko. Wilder. Wilder. That's it. That's tough. So that's what I'm saying. When you talk about, like, when I made the Khabib comparisons, because Khabib didn't beat everybody like a GSP or a John Jones did, but he was so dominant in doing so that he's in the conversation. If Fury can end it with Klitschko, Wilder, Joshua, whatever Joshua ends up being. And Usyk. Think he gets close? It's, it's, he's in that Floyd Mayweather territory now. Because, again, <laughs> with Ali, you know. But Floyd isn't in the Sugar Ray Leonard, Sugar Ray Robinson. It depends on who you ask, right? If you ask certain people, they'll say Floyd Mayweather is a better boxer than everybody. People will say that because he retired undefeated. Yes. For me, Sugar yes. Ray Robinson fought like every goddamn weekend and beat up. Everybody. Len- Sugar, Sugar Ray, Ray Leonard, Leonard is above Mayweather, Mike. The, the tough part about Leonard is a lot of people thought he lost to Hagler. Sure. Depending on how you look at that fight. He, he lost to Duran the first time. He did. And, and Duran lightweight is the greatest lightweight I've ever seen. Yeah. I've watched. It's ridiculous. Floyd never lost. That's just how people are going to look at it. Never lost. Yeah. You got to give it the man credit. He never lost. It's tough. So that's, that's how you look at Floyd Mayweather. That's why, I, that's why I'm comparing these two things. But Sugar Ray Leonard, there was a Four Kings era. He fought everybody when they're at their peak. Yep. You can argue when you argue against Floyd, ah, Manny Pacquiao wasn't the Manny Pacquiao that we do. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you beat Miguel Cotto, but he already got kind of torched by Antonio Margarita, was never the same fighter. And Miguel Cotto still gave you hell. A lot of people thought you lost the first fight to Jose Luis Castillo. Yep. Zab Judah gave you problems for about four rounds, but he was known as a front runner. Outside of that, it's like Berto, no, Guerrero, Victor Ortiz, yeah, this not, it doesn't compare to Ray Leonard fighting Tommy Hearns, right? A lot of people think Tommy, Tommy Hearns would have beat Floyd. I don't know. Tommy Hearns was long-range, long, powerful, yeah. would have gave Floyd hell. The fact remains is that Sugar Ray Leonard's resume is stupid. Yeah. Right? Roberto Duran's resume is ridiculous. Floyd beat Hall of Famers, but there was the time he beat them hurts him. Tyson Fury has beaten guys. That, Ali's beaten... Ali came off of three-year absent and fought Frazier. Yeah, that was, it was ridiculous. <laughs> like that's, there's, he beat Sonny Liston when Sonny Liston was a murderer. Murder. Yep. It wasn't like Sonny Liston, oh, he's just a good heavyweight. Ali was, Cassius Foreman. Clay was supposed to get murderer. killed. Foreman was supposed to kill Ali. Yep. This is why Ali is up upon the grace with Sugar Ray Robinson. You know, I mean, then you guys guys like Willie Pep, but when we talk about heavyweights, I can see this yeah. being, it's always going to be this a problem. This is the next great guy. Like, it's. Yeah. I have my vote today, and we'll wrap it up with this. I have my vote today for the pound for pound list. And they asked me to write why I decided what I decided. I put Tyson Fury at five. Alexander Usyk is at two. They want to know why I have Alexander Usyk at number two in the five. I'm, I've typed up like the first sentence. Alexander Usyk is not a better heavyweight than Tyson Fury. 
but he's a better pound for pound fighter. He's a definition of it, right? I feel like there's a difference. There is there's a definition of this. Tyson Fury is a better heavyweight champion. Hands down. Alexander Usyk is a cruiserweight undisputed champion. And a three three belt heavyweight champion. There's a difference. This is what pound for pound is. Yeah, like you, you seven belts to two. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot different. Heavyweights are always going to have a hard time in the pound for pound yeah. conversation because there's nowhere to go, right? Yeah, yeah. You're like you're there, and it's like, all right, well, you know, can I fight a 500 pounder? Like, what am I going to do now? <laughs> so it's like heavyweights will always have a hard time. But what Tyson Fury showed, absolutely, he belongs in the pound for pound list. Usyk at two, I can see people arguing with it, but it, Usyk has a better resume than Terrence Crawford right now. Oh, hands down, Usyk has a better resume than Errol Spence. Yep, Errol Spence didn't fight many Pacquiao. No. Errol Spence not undefeated. Yeah, yeah, he's he's off because Usyk has a better resume than Inouye. Yep, there's only one person who has the best resume in boxing. That's Canelo Alvarez. That's it. But Usyk just went up to heavyweight, beat the unified champion. He didn't dominate him, but he beat him pretty handily. Y- you won, yeah. and you were undisputed four titles in one division. Yeah, unified three titles in another. No one has that record. No, and not t- even Canelo has that. No, and, and Usyk's career is still very young. It, and if he becomes undisputed, it were a difference. Yeah, yeah, we were gonna have to have a conversation, route. right? Like two-time undisputed is yeah, like that's absurd. Yeah, but as of right Plus now, I'm in, I'm in total agreement with him being at number two. Okay, because I'm not bugging. No, I don't think so because uh, like people are gonna say Spence Crawford Inouye. Inouye had got hell from Nonito Donaire, yep. who was considered to be over the hill, so that knocks him down just a little peg. Errol Spence got hell from Sean Porter. He didn't get to fight He's Manny. He's been Pacquiao. injured for a while. Yeah, and he didn't get to fight Manny. The Manny thing would have helped tremendously. Yeah. But he didn't get it. Crawford, he hasn't been a pound for pound guy. No. Like Usyk, undisputed, unified. Beat. That's gotta count for something. Fury, what we just saw, oh. absolutely pound for pound. Because if I take And the best heavyweight. But even though he's better heavyweight than Usyk. Yeah, he's not. He's not a better pound-for-pound pound champion. No, and if, if, I, if there was a way to shave, god damn, I have to shave about a good 70, 70 pounds, pounds off of a Tyson Fury and put him in cruiserweight. He'd be his brother. Yeah, yeah. He'd be He'd Tommy. Be Tommy. <laughs> yeah, you have to put him in the incredible yes. shrinking machine. Yes. But if we did that, I think he, he could beat any, just about any cruiserweight. Oh, there's, yeah, the cruiserweight division's not deep. Yeah, but, but yeah, it just can't happen. No. It physically, like, we'd have to cut Tyson Fury in half. Yeah. And probably half a Tyson Fury hopping on one leg beats a lot of people, but yeah. it is what it is. So no, I'm with you on that. Be him versus Loma. Yeah. Ha- half a Fury versus Loma. You know, one thirty. Like thirty five. I like To, but he's got to do more. Like Tyson Fury, he fought the biggest puncher in boxing three times, and he's still here to tell the story. Yeah. I listen. That's that's where I stand now. It's one hell of a weekend. Amazing boxing. This entire week. Can't wait to come back next week to talk more boxing. We have UFC to talk about on Wednesday. This was a great show. It's a long show. Appreciate everyone for staying, you know, this entire time with us. Shout out to Blue Wire, the network. Shout out to everyone here at Blue Wire Studios in the wind. Shout out to production in the booth. Shout out to Andreas because your baseball team has just made a comeback. We got to watch the end of this game. We appreciate all of you. Follow us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter, at Corner Club for Life on Instagram. Follow me at Kel Dansby, him at Andreas Hale on all platforms. Until next time, stay safe. We're out. Peace.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.